As the clock ticks down to Hutton time, the radio team are running late. And running they are. From the station security who are upset by a missing consignment of gin and a number of unexplained explosions last weekend. We enter the scene as laser blasts come flying down the hall. Mom, let's go. Norma, Rudolph, Deadmeat, Harry and Amelia start running down the hall towards the studio entrance. It's closing. A door in front of them starts closing vertically. The door is closing. Go for the door. Norma, Rudolph, Deadmeat, Harry and Amelia jump through the door just before it closes. The security camera switches to another view just inside the studio door, as the head of station security stands proudly in front of the prone forms of the presenters. Don't move or you're dead! Stand up! Captain, we've got them! The captain walks in behind them. Spectacular stunt, my friends, but all for naught. Turn around, please. The figures, looking suspiciously similar to the presenters, but with a few differences, turn around. Ha! What a pity, what a pity. So, truckers, you thought you could outwit the Imperial's forces of... The security captain looks at Buck with his mouth open. Buck appears to have been replaced by a grey-haired old git with a cigar in his mouth. You idiots! These are not them! You've captured their stunt doubles! Search the area! Find them! Find them! As the security team scatter to find the real radio presenters, a look of panic crosses the faces of the stunt doubles when a voice says, Our mics are live. Good evening, good evening, good evening. I'm Psycho Cow, and this is Hutton Orbit Live. Howdy there, boss. I'm Buck. I'm very, very sorry, but I'm the apology officer. I'm Luz Knockers, and I'm hiding from the pan. Annoying this week's special guest, Don Antonacci. And I appear to actually be me. Don't tell them. I don't want to trip to LHS 340. It's okay, guys. I don't think the listeners noticed. Let's just do the headlines. Gin spill frill as Scooper Scooper commits blooper. Leadership election starts with hot box, hot boss, ballot box, coin toss. Hutton loads the mother load again. Colonia pays, pays the price. Colonia pays the price. Don't, don't go rushing at once. Beatrice fifty sixty back in action this week. We find out what state Hutton's in. And yeah, Norma Stackers only got a little on them this week.
first this evening, mates. Reports have come in of a major cloud of frozen chunks of gin, creating a shipping hazard around Alvin Prospect in the Alpha Centauri system. An incoming shipment of Centauri Magazine was intercepted by dastardly pirates just short of the orbital itself and cracked open rather ahead of time, spilling the contents into the vastness of space. Originally intended for both the celebrations of Commander Snozzy's 200th birthday, we know he doesn't look a day over 50, well, maybe a week or two, and the leaving party for Brett Cooper, known to many as Forum Mopping Guy, cousin to our very own floor mopping guy, but with far more dangerous job, the gin cloud is drifting ever closer to its destination and is expected, barring a visit from Commander Draxor with a very long straw, to make station full sometime later in the year. It has been marked as a hazard to shipping, not least of which as it's probably flammable, corrosive to your hull and most definitely now unsafe for human consumption. Though, as its Centauri Megagin, prized by pirates throughout the galaxy for their hand sanitizers and antibacterial surface wipes, the party went off with quite a bang. Most literally, in this case, after Commander Snuffler, he of Alpha fame and immortalised in the song Don't Kill Me Snuffler, brought some Imperial Industrial Grade Pyrotechnics to the party and proceeded to blow the social unit into the middle of next week. Farmers over in Doriso, that's in Colonia, are said to have seen a bright flash of light at around 10pm galactic time on Saturday evening and are sharpening their pitchforks and lighting their torches in preparation for their annual snuffler hunt. The wicker man is said to have been constructed specially to house him. Here at Hutton, we'd like to wish Commander Snoz a happy start to his third century and Brett a joyful retirement. We understand that the old moderator's home over in Van Marnen has padded walls, soothing music and some exceedingly good onion head on prescription. Whilst Hutton is a cooperative in name and a benevolent dictatorship at heart, Alvin told us to say that, for the last few years the unruly Heartbox team have required a firmer hand at the controls and Miss Lale delegated responsibility for box wrangling to a lower authority. Once a year, from amongst their number, the Heartbox team elect a Heartbox Heartboss to manage all the important paperwork and act as their voice when it comes to briefing the apology officer on this week's shenanigans. With Commander Rampage still recuperating from taking a ninja to the landing gear a few months ago, a number of commanders have thrown their hat into the ring, with the noisiest two being Sir Major Venezia, former federal military specialist turned hunting trucker, and now in Civvy Street, just known as Mr. Venezia, and the Shoreside Customs Officer, T6 expert and amateur interstellar photographer. We have a special insight later in the show from the outgoing Rampage, who has taken his retirement to spend more time with his privates, unlike Mr. Venezia, who just yells at his... a lot. This man knows which end of his rifle is the dangerous end. Something that the delightful Mrs. Venezia has reassured us about. After all, there must be a reason she likes him. There has been confusion over the location of the Heartbox Constitution 
which was last seen in the hands of Commander FTM Mustang, who ran off giggling and claims to have hidden it on an obscure moon in the enormous expanse region of space. The candidates are undergoing extreme vetting, as Alvin does once a year, and quizzing on important manifesto pledges and their position on appropriate snack treats for our fluffy leader, how many walkies are appropriate, and which hotbox attire is the official costume for the next year. We will be bringing you the poll results as soon as someone finds the missing teller, the Constitution, and of course, as soon as Mr. Venezia stops shouting left, right, left, right, left, right, and blasting things at the shooting range. This week, the marbled halls of the Bank of Zeons echoed once more to the sound of the Bell of Acquisition traditionally rung when large amounts of capital are being removed from the bank. The bell has tolled after many historic events, such as Vanta Black Monday afternoon, the bad days of Freddie Apple and Fanny Mite, Buck's alimony payments, and the Hutton Truckers record for the largest single transaction. Bankers concerned that the sounding of the bell might foretoken that they could only afford four coats of unicorn bud varnish on their space yachts anxiously gathered round the view streams of the dealing floor. Ears rang out as the headline appeared that was Truckers do it again. Commander's FTM Mustang and Asylum had taken advantage of the change to ship's slot configuration and stuffed Commander's short engineer's ship with 794 tons of void opals which was sold for a record-breaking credits. Congratulations, Commanders. Everyone applauds your efforts and wishes you well. Everyone, that is, except the painter who had to replace the mural depicting the previous largest transaction as a series of intertwining cherubs that upon closer examination appeared to be miniature buck-nickets. This is the dawn. I've been handed these words to read by Minion of Alvins. It said that an ill wind that never blows anybody good. King Hanky found this out this week as Eu Procol Centauri State continued to rise and Fort Mug came under pirate attack. I had nothing to do with this happy happening. The lining, not silver, but void oatmeal covered, was at Fort Mug was buying voiled opals at just a smidgen less than the amount paid for the previously mentioned large single transaction in the bubble. A smidgen is officially defined as the space remaining between two belugas in the toast rack if you breathe as you pass. If you were out in Colonia and you found a huge void opal deposit but decided it wasn't worth the schlep back to the bubble, You've missed your chance to charge your coffers, stack your stock, recharge your reserves and gain the record for the largest single transaction in Colonia because the pirates got bored and went away. I'm off to find Don Jethro and ask him whether I can have a ride in his combine harvester. You know, you look awfully like that LCU fellow. I have one of those faces. In fact, 
just in case. Here, this is for the other week. Ow, what were that for? Just in case you're him in disguise. That beard looks like it's stuck on, and I'm sure that's a false nose. Ow! If you're not him, just pass it along for me, would you? There's a good chap. Good evening, truckers! Atrus5060 reporting in from Canon Research, the latest developments in the Thargoid War. But before I do that, Mrs. Atrus5060 and I would like to thank every one of you for the lovely well wishes you sent us on our wedding barge. It was quite the surprise to see the radio crew on board, especially after the broadcast, given that it took an age for them to be rescued. We had a lovely time touring the Pleiades, where I spent many a long hour listing off to her all the stations and systems that had been attacked in this region, and which Operation Ida, or is that IDA, had prepared. Humanity has had a rough year, and we were grateful for that one day. We could forget the Thargoids and celebrate the occasion with our dear trucker friends. Now, with all that sentimentality out of the way, here's this week's developments on the Thargoid War. The bugs seem to have fallen back to their territory for the last few weeks, and Eagle Eye has been stuck on a loop since, listing unpopulated systems has been targeted by the Thargoids. Aegis are due to perform some sort of maintenance to recalibrate the network. However, the maintenance workers seem to have disappeared in Van Mart and Star. In addition to this, a new Thargoid variant was sighted not long ago above Professor Perlin's old base, which boffins are hypothesising may be a different group of the Thargoids than the ones we have been fighting so far. While we wait for more data and sightings of this new type of Thargoid, boffins at Cannon have spent some time reviewing all signal data collected from systems near Sagittarius A and the Witchhead Nebula. The latter being the latest region to be disputed between humanity and the Thargoids. The boffins are working out whether this signal relates to the Thargoids themselves or perhaps even a new alien species. The expedition, headed by Commander Cylon 3, is looking for recruits. Any truckers interested should get in touch with him on board the Gnosis. And with that truckers, there is not much else to report on now. Use this time to rest up so when the Thargoids launch a new offensive, we'll be ready. For the mob! Incoming message from Haxcom. Okay, Haxwing. Looks like Tharg has extended his summer holiday for at least one more week. So keep mining those carrier credits, hauling station repair supplies, exploring the black, patrolling hut and shipping lanes for the dastardly Dawn's pirate legions, or whatever else you are up to. But be ready to mobilize if Tharg makes a new attack on humanity. Something in my gut says something is going to change in the next couple weeks. Sorry for the text-to-speech transmission, but I'm in the middle of a rocky ring mining that sweet, sweet pinet for the Haxcom carrier. 
The bandwidth out here is terrible, so I am dictating to the computer which is transmitting the text to Studio 5 speech converter. So stay alert for the mobilization order and be ready to defend the mug. Okay, computer and dictation. Send voice to Aaron and transmit. Voice set to Sharon. No, computer cancel transmission. Transmission approved and sent. Disconnecting. And AXCOM transmission. Defend the mug. This report. It makes about as much sense as trying to put fire out by pouring vodka on it. Wasted good vodka. In Russia, we wouldn't even use it for wiping the Dnitska. Okay, okay, I read it. What glorious leader says we do. We do. Even if he says right angry bear whilst eating borscht. Everything is looking comfortable in hot space. We've certainly proved those that said the truckers didn't have staying power were wrong. There are no factions who can cause us issues, and most of our systems are stable. However, George's pants are getting way too big. We suspect that this may be due to his happiness factor, and we don't need any expansions like that. Thank you very much. Well, LP525-39 and Trepin also elated, Alvin is certainly not. You can tell from body language how he feels, but he has barked his orders anyway. Get those influence levels down. Protesters will be dealt with most harshly. Send to Gulag in LHS340. Even worse, Wise is critical. We need action this day. Don't wait until Zavtra to put out fire. We're almost into expansion, so Alvin wants me to put the truckers under, hmm, how we say, pressure to get influence levels back to manageable levels. Over in Colonia, we are looking similarly stable. We have an outbreak in Deriso where you can make a small fortune exploiting the need for meds. And there's pirate attack in Il Procul Centauri. If you want to pew some pews. Other than that, business as usual over there. Work in Il Procul Centauri and Deriso, but leave Tyr alone for a bit. The Pirates Federation have announced a new initiative this week to bring absolutely nothing to nowhere. And that's all from this week's initiative news. As Flossie finishes her section of the news, she looks around and realises that her co-presenters are not exactly who they're supposed to be. With a determined look on her face, she flings open the door to the large studio gin cabinet to discover her colleagues with sheepish looks and half-empty gin balloon glasses. You imposters! Out! And as for you lot, get out of that cupboard and take your seats. Give me those balloon glasses. The nearest you're going to get for the rest of the night is balloons by the falls. Now the good 
brakes is set And he knows you'll all be racing for the best time Mugs the reward you want to get Now your appetite is wet Take to the sky of time has gone, we all must charge up our friendship drives. Eighty days around the verse, we'll take a lot of jumps, the waypoint scoops will drive you batty time, we'll get the fastest time, and get back first to claim the final prize and glory. Eighty days around the verse, don't think it could get worse, will anybody's ship make it back studio put that gin bottle down hello everybody um did we miss anything it's dark in that cupboard i don't know i've seen the, the green room's going they're looking at us funny through the window there and pulling faces i think we've just managed to offend just about every nationality on the on the planet by completely misrepresenting their accents with well, something then else it cancels out doesn't it if we've, if we've insulted everyone then we've insulted no one exactly oh. and um yeah, some of the guesses as to which part of the world the accents are from. No, none of them were Nigerian. These are our stunt doubles um, who, who performed that astonishing stunt at the top of the show and dived through that door because you wouldn't see us dead. Well, you would shortly afterwards, uh, diving through doors like that. But um, welcome to Hutton Orbit Live. Uh, now, finally, we're joined in the studio by, by a semi-normal radio team here. We, of course, have uh, Harry Boltak. Good evening. Also known as Commander Palantir. Um, we have, of course, Flossie, who's always... We wouldn't have Flossie as anybody else, but we have Flossie, also known as this week's Atrus 5060. Hello. So that was you doing an impression of me, doing an impression of Cal, doing an impression <laughs> of Atrus 5060. Is that right? Yeah, I think. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome job, yes. No, um, no, I think that was Flossie imitating Falkotuk, imitating me, imitating you, imitating Cal. Irritating or imitating. <laughs> Same thing. Um, and, of course, as our stunning Rosa Klebb impressionist, we, we have Amelia Hawke. Hello. Do you actually have a knife in the end of your shoe there? <laughs> a, poison, a poisoned kick in the shins, you know? I but, tried to get as low as possible. I've got a sore throat at the moment, so uh, husky is the way to go. Oh, it, it, it worked, yes. Well, either that or Spaniel Husky Crosses. Um, and uh, we had the return of the recently retired Rampage. Hello. And we have a chat to you in a little bit about, um, um, yes, the, the applications for your replacement. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Uh, and how are you adjusting to your new groinal attachment, sir? Marvellous. Discharged yesterday. So <laughs> oh, dear. You, you, oh, you had a discharge image. yesterday. <laughs> the mental image. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, getting there, I would say. Big style. Yes. Well, I've noticed you've been, you've been trekking around places. We'll, we'll save that for the green room, maybe, to find out yeah. the other things you've been up to recently. Um, and our special guest, who isn't actually some kind of strange 
um, Don from the Southwest. It is um, Paolo Oblivion. Hello. Hello. Um, who has joined us from Canon Interstellar to tell us in a little bit of some interesting facts about you know, how the team there managed to drive the Gnosis. But we'll get on to that one in a bit. So we've got a few things to get through in this section. Now, the first one, we'll, we'll get the, the serious bits out of the way. Uh, we have been contacted via Commander Wotherspoon by um, Commander Plater. Um, now, some of you may have followed Commander Plater's streams over the last bit. But, I mean, it's probably best if we just sort of read out the the message from Commander Plater to explain what we've been asked to help with, and then we'll sort of move on to some of the other things. So it says, Commander Plater here back with another Elite Dangerous charity stream. Yay, we love charity. Um, things started for me in August 2016 when, well, I say me, him. Okay, I'm going to say him, but he said me, if you know what I mean. Things started for him in August 2016 when he was diagnosed with follicular thyroid cancer. Two surgeries, three radioactive iodine treatments, and two years later, um, they found it was anaplastic thyroid cancer, and it spread to his lungs, which normally has a prognosis of four to six months. He got that diagnosis pretty much a year ago, and since then, he's been through another six cycles of chemo, and things remain stable. It's incurable, so it's a matter of time, but he wants to do some good before it's all over. So he is going to be raising some money for the British thyroid foundation again um, they were the first place he turned to when he got his diagnosis uh, this will be year number three the previous two years he managed to raise over twelve thousand pounds and the community the elite community really came together and he's hoping that we can all do it again uh, for the last two years he's just done bounty hunting for 24 hours which is 24 hours less than taran does but it's still a mammoth effort um, but he feels that that's been a little played out so this year he's doing challenge plater in previous years he's been joined by other creators and commanders every two hours for chatting um, this year he would love to be joined by creators every two hours or set me a challenge for those two hours or set him a challenge for the two hours uh, something he needs to get something he needs to do something he needs to find and he says it's going to be an absolute pleasure to have you all along for another 24-hour stint he says this is very likely to be his final 24-hour stream as his health and his luck is unlikely to hold up for another year if it does i'm official he, he says i'm officially a medical marvel which in our view he is already so he is organizing this charity stream i believe on the 28th of september um, we will post up more details and links and fundraising stuff as and when, but given it's likely to be his last 24-hour stream, all truckers are involved to take part, and there's something else going on that day that we might be able to double up with it, which we're going to talk about in a minute, but you know, as it's likely to be his um, last attempt at the 24-hour uh, stream, uh, as many truckers as can be get there and support Commander Plater because um, he does a, a phenomenal job raising money for the, the Thyroid Foundation. Um, so that that was a, that was a serious message at the start. Um, so twenty eighth of September, everybody. There's another thing going on now. I think Commander Rampage, you know a little bit about this. Do I? Which one? The the, the Mr. Venezia's gauntlet that he's been slapping oh, everybody yeah, with for no, the last yeah. week. There's a bit of background to this. There was a bit of banter going on in the VMS chat for Hotbox about um, uh, filthy colonials being able to. Take us on in CQC, and it turns is, is this the night event. shift v the day shift? It is, yeah. So we've, right. uh, we've ended up with a night v day shift uh, CQC event. Okay, well, this is on all. It's not just. It's expanded. It's not just from um, Team Hotbox. Looking at the twenty eighth of September and the other stuff, I think one of the things we're going to try and do is with all trackers, including some PC trackers, see whether Challenge Plater might have a little bit of time for some Hutton trackers to come and join him in some crazy blowing everybody up shenanigans uh, during yes. his live stream as well. Yep. 
So there's been a bit of banter on that, so I think that might be going ahead as well. So where might somebody find details about the gauntlet that uh, Mr Venezia has been slapping everybody with? It's on the um, event section of the Hutton Facebook page. Okay. So it's all um, in the now, details. Now, uh, talking of Mr Venezia and, and um, having you on the show here at the moment, um, we understand that you've had to retire. Yes, my year is up. A, so a year? To go. You only get a year. So after a year in the Constitution, wherever that may be at the moment, I hasten to add. Uh, I, I hear um, it's on an island somewhere north of Scotland. Yes, on somebody's laptop. Anyway, um, after a year, I have to step down and an election's called for the next leader. So I've, um, I announced that I was stepping down um, early this month um, with a view to somebody coming on in the next couple of weeks once we've got the voting out of the way. Now, I do okay. want to say thank you to everybody because it's been a fantastic year and I have wholeheartedly enjoyed it and done a lot of things I never would have done. So, but I mean, it doesn't brilliant. mean you're gone. It's a bit oh, like the major general who never really left us. He just sort of <laughs> pretended no, no, to hang no. up his spurs. Absolutely not. And I'll be playing just as much. I just won't be. Um, I just won't be the hot, the hot box. box you you, you box won't be the go-to hot box. So obviously, yeah. for the, for those of you listening, you know Hutton's a, a big old rumbling beast. And while Alvin's in charge with his assistant Snoz, and we've got Lael, of course, who's also in charge. Then below that, we sort of have to divest responsibility out to different teams. And <clears throat> the hot pox lot, being a rowdy lot, do need somebody to, to whoop them into shape. We've had a few nominees or self-nominated volunteers so far to put the name forward. We have, yes. So, yeah, you're right about hot box, first of all. It's like um, herding squirrels on speed. But uh, we've had... <laughs> I've got that song. I know seagulls on speed. That's the song I've got. <laughs> it's probably like that, too. Um, so we've got Commander Mr. Venezia who's put his name into the ring, who's um, well, he's, he's put, doing quite a loud campaign. Um, Corey's been around for a while. He's actually my combat officer at the moment. He's been doing a great job at that. Um, I, I've seen his campaigning. It is, it's fairly robust campaigning he's been up to. Definitely. Um, but it's not just him. There is also... Well, I think Commander it... Shoreside Customs has put his name in there as well. And we've got Commander Asylum. So sure heard... Asylum, well, it, it sounds about right for the hot box, doesn't it? Yeah, just about right. You could say that. Um, although I don't know if that's a serious challenge yet. We're waiting for um, confirmation on that one. And um, Shoreside Customs has been seen on the T6 migration recently, posting yep, so pictures from all over the galaxy on the T6 migration. Massively into exploration, um, Shoreside Customs. So he's been putting a lot of post pictures up at the moment. So uh, he, Maybe that's just what hot box needs, a bit of calm, quiet exploration. Oh, we've got to, silver yeah. in exploration last season, so we haven't done too bad on that. Yeah, well, um, it's, it's, it's better than the, the, the PC lot did. <laughs> Not going anywhere with that one. Mm. Um, I've also heard rumours there's a late challenge from Commander Short Engineer 78. Oh, the and Short Engineer. Been, I thought the Short Engineer, is he unretired? Well, he's retired as the events officer, and he's gone off with oh. the mollusks. But it this is one of those ones where sort of politicians say, I'm definitely not running for any senior positions here. I'm, I'm taking time off to spend it with my family. And then the next week they are Boris Johnson and um, causing a complete disaster in the Commons. Absolutely. Now, I think, believe it may be he's looking for the mollusks to vote for him as well. He's gone up with the mollusks. <laughs> oh, they seem to like we'll hugging see. his ship. Yes. Quite closely. Everybody likes hugging Done ship, to be honest, but yes. <laughs> well, yeah, other pilots, stars, planets. Yep. Random yeah. everything, yeah. 
generally. scenery. Okay, so um, and that's all being done through at the moment the the Facebook pages. So Facebook you'll see lots of the pictures of the candidates kissing babies and standing there in front of Christmas trees with their, their you know delightful other halves and so on and so forth. Absolutely, lots of baby kissing going on. I don't know if and their manifestos. Yes. Oh, sorry. Sorry, go on, David. I oh, see. One of the one of the interesting things is that we, we we've been asking them obviously because. Um, you guys and Team Hotbox put so much effort into doing your events that we thought, well, just, just, just don't put the word like box on it. Just say everybody come and do it plus Hotbox. So we're we're looking to see whether we can start creating more sort of open universal um, events for uh, all players on all platforms. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think over the last twelve months, that's something that's been really good as well because we get a minimum of about nine to twelve people are joining those on a regular basis just by putting little events up on a regular basis so people can plan when they can attend it'd be absolutely brilliant if we can get those across across all platforms and running it'd be absolutely awesome right well we, we do have one more one more event to talk about in a bit um but thank you very much for the information on that one keep an eye on the facebook page and at some point we'll have to welcome well the thing is he's night shift isn't he so uh, uh where's shoreside is he uk europe night shift He's UK, so he's um, it's not far from me, actually, I think. I found out the other day, this is a weird one, we actually live in different cities, but we've got the same dentist. How weird is that? But um, he's, uh, yeah, he's best over in Lancashire. We don't talk about Lancashire. All right, so we, we'll um, we'll have to see whether we're going to have to uh, get some pre-recorded uh, Venetias or um, we'll have to get some Shoreside Customs, or maybe they could job share. It's entirely up to them. Um, I it's think a big it job. Until the voting comes out, so yeah, it's, it is a very busy job, actually. Yes, <laughs> absolutely, it's very busy. So I, I know that both of them fully understand that, though, and I know they're committed. So it's just a case of um, who wins the votes. <coughs> well, before we go over to the um, the other uh, extra bit, we've got to do, um, Mr. Balzac, Mr. Palantir, yes. sir. Yes, something came across our, our desk today. Uh, I saw a tweet. Which well, it's, it's, it's pretty pretty big, yes. I mean, yes, it's it huge. Come across thing. the desk. And and it's, well, it's bigger than my desk, it, it, and it links to a, a, a Flickr article. Somebody has made a Cobra Mark Three out of more than 16,000 Lego bricks, and it's five feet wide, and it's to <laughs> scale with the minifigures. <laughs> so if those of us who've been really really lucky to have our own minifigures made they would actually fit in the cobra mark three to scale hey, isn't I mean, that is it... amazing hey, any information so cool. on i mean that's a that's a how many feet wide five <laughs> uh, uh, i'm gonna need a bigger room it's a flicker, uh, a flicker I'm um, yeah yeah it's it's i'm looking through the pictures here Absolutely, you know, we're seeing this this little figure standing at the bottom of the landing ramp. It's absolutely amazing. 16,000, more than 16,000 pieces. Wowee. Well, I've just posted a, a link in the uh, the Twitch cha- oh, channel up to that, and we'll probably put a link up in the uh, the Facebook page and Discord and things uh, in a bit. But my goodness gracious me, we thought the Hutton Trackers were nutty. Well, if Lego ever did this as a kit, you know, they, do your own Cobra Mark III, only 560 quid for the for the back. I think lots of us would probably have a go. <laughs> right. Well, if we had the time and yeah. five feet of desk space. Yes. Actually, we've it, got yeah. our own resident, like, mini-me Lego creator 
expert on the team, haven't we? We do. So we could actually have the radio crew in a five-foot... Ooh. <laughs> Cobra Mark III. Now, no, far be uh, it for me to suggest to... Helen, um, why are you doing nothing for the next two years? <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, um, right, now, we, 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 we're going to be opening up the floor in a second. Um, so we're, we're going to... We've got a special audio piece coming up, and we've also, while it's playing, got to grab... Uh, I think it's Mr. Shouty, isn't it? To talk about something yeah. else new. Does anybody here want to interview and find out what's what with Mr. Shouty? Looks like a tumbleweed button. Okay, I'll do it then. That's fine. Okay, so, um, um, Mr. Ventura, as you're on the buttons there, um, and now our second event reveal. But first, a little audio clip. And he knows you'll all be racing for the best time Mugs the reward you want to get Now your appetite is wet Take to the skies Just jump in your old tag nine Or maybe a big explorer Or if you're feeling rather fresh That engineered diamond back you love so much Hey now Cause a lot of time has gone We all must charge up our friendship drives Eighty days around the verse Will take a lot of jumps The waypoint scoops will drive you batty time We'll get the fastest time And get back first to claim the final prize and glory Eighty days around the verse Don't think it could get worse Will anybody ship make it back jump? Scoop all around the verse. Scoop jump around the verse. Waypoint scoop all around the verse. Stay away all around the verse. And we've managed to squeeze a Mr. Shouty into the studio as well. Good evening, Mr. Shouty. Oh, it sure is crumped in here. Hello. 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 Right. That glorious piece of music there was, was um, inspired by um, something you're up to at the moment. So we've dragged you up here to tell everybody about the next, next Hutton event. And what can you tell us so far? Well, right. First and foremost, I'll tell you what it isn't. It isn't a straight race around the galaxy. So people like Mr. Giller going round in 48 hours... Probably not going to win this. It is a more like a, a time trial. So it doesn't have to take you 80 days. You can do it at your own leisure and take it in time you want to. If you want to do it in a week, a month, perfectly fine. Whatever suits you. So what we're going to have is 80 waypoints in a nice circle around the galaxy. We're going to jump from point one to point two and you'll be timed from point one to point two, point two to point three. So if you get to point two, decide you've had enough, turn off. You can log back in the next day, and that time will not be added to your time. It will only start counting the minute you jump out the system. Right, and so, I mean, I've seen some some graphics you've been putting up here. There's been a lot of software development behind this on the on the tracking systems. This ties in with the, the, the Hutton Helper? 
Oh yeah, right. Uh, no, I've got to thank Tarius and Simmons for the efforts for this because they have poured a huge amount of time into this. Um, so basically, when I posted it on the Facebook and Discord, I posted a map, and you saw some people might have seen a little circle around the stars of the galaxy with little green dots. And if you look very carefully, you can see some a little blue dot, and that's because that wasn't just some random dots we painted on a galaxy map. No, that's a 3D interactive star map that's going to be part of the interactive uh, Hutton Helper, so that when you all go around the galaxy, which I hope you all do, we will be able to see all those little bit of blue dots flying around that circle. So you can actually see your fellow participants. So, it's a race that isn't a race around the galaxy in 80 waypoints that you can do as fast or as slow as you want. Is there, do we have an idea about, obviously, this, it's the kind of thing Hutton Truckers like, is just completely pointless. Let's all go around the galaxy. Um, so, you know, is there a launch date for this? Is it, is it planned? Well, we, we, the reason I'm telling you all of this now is because there is a launch date. It's going to be October the 3rd. We hope to, that means 80 days later, it will be December the 23rd. So just before Christmas is the last date. Okay, uh, and obviously commanders who are in a real hurry to get back to have their Uber mega ship. Well, you can do it a little quicker if they want to. You don't have to finish on the twenty third. You can you can race around it, get your times in the bag, and then um, come back and get your fleet carrier. Yeah. It is December, I think, isn't it? That that's planned to come out. Yeah. The other thing I would like to say is because it's a complete circle around the thing, and Mister Simmons done like I say a wonderful job of plotting this thing out, extrapolating all the data. You can start anywhere on the circle. So if you're out in Colonia, you don't have to come to the bubble to do it. You can just jump onto your nearest waypoint, go around the circle. As long as you finish back where you started, you'll have done exactly the same as anybody else. So if you do want to get back to the bubble at some point and go, oh, I want a mega ship, and you're way out in the back, do a little bit of the route. Go and get your mega ship and then jump back on and continue doing the rest. Okay, we've got a question from the floor coming in. Um, what if you have an accident? Can you do two waypoints again? If you have an accident, we haven't actually decided the ruling on that yet. This is one thing we haven't really looked at is what happens if you start again because if you're on, the way we're looking at it now, if you're already started to go from two to three and you blow up, you might have to go all the way to three and that'll be your time. That'll be the penalty. Ouch. So it, it's a bit of an endurance race, a survival race. As well, yeah. Um, you can go the full bag grills. You know, you crash into a few neutron stars, blow up, fly back. Okay, so <laughs> there is a risk involved in this one. That, you know, you, you might have a terrible accident en route. Yes. Also, okay. you will be going over some arms of the galaxy, so I would suggest you want your biggest jumping ship for this. And like I say, it is a race, so jumponium, if you've got it, use it. You know, if you can find more of it, good, good luck. But, uh, might so it's a time. race you can undertake in your own time at your own leisure just quickly? Yes, Excellent. Okay. And where can we find out? Or what, I mean, is there somewhere we're going to be able to find out details about this one? I mean, assuming using the, the Hutton Helper, the hot dot for the mug website will contain some details? Um, if we, the hot dot for the mug page is being developed, I think it's 95% done now. It's, it's getting, it really is getting there. Um, the reason I came out this early is so you can get chance to get your ships ready for it. So I'll give you a month, really, to get your ships ready. I will be posting more details on Facebook and Discord as, as and when we do them. So are you going to need people to sign up, or do they just sort of open up the hut and helper and off they go? 
if you have the hot and helper, at the t- we will we will be having a separate page of the hot and helper, where you will be able to go and see all the details for this. So you all you have to do is have the hot and helper installed. Got a little bit of software the book tells you about every week, and yeah, you're ready to go. That's all you need to do, and then just join onto one of the waypoints and fly around the galaxy as fast or slow as you want, but do it quickly. I'm sure that makes sense. Okay, so I mean, other than doing it for the for the glory or for the mug, um, are there any prizes? Oh yes, there are prizes. There's a lovely trophy for the winner, around the around the first and eighty days trophy for the the grand winner, and for the and I think we got some three D plaques for the first ten places. Apart from that, I have no idea. I don't know. I have, I haven't heard anything on mugs or well as you, as like usual. That. Of course, anybody who takes part in a Hutton event um, of this kind will earn themselves a Hutton decal as well. Oh, oh, that's awesome! Thank you. So, for that. anybody who hasn't got one and is wondering how do I get my Hutton decal? Well, you just fly around the galaxy in eighty days or eighty waypoints. Yes, that would be <laughs> that simple. That simple. And, uh, well, I'm sure, obviously, there are going to be more details coming. So it's, it's still being created at the moment, but put that time aside. And it's, it's in the diary at the moment? Is it in, in the Facebook diary? I'm going to put it in the Facebook diary this evening. I'll put the event up, and I'll put all the details I've wrote as well in there. So if you want to read them, you will be able to very shortly. <laughs> well, it, it sounds uh, sounds like it's uh, going to be... Gonna be good fun. I mean, obviously, oh, yeah. um, might might have to sort of turn my hut and helper off. I have a few test runs and a couple of jumps first. Oh yeah, <laughs> just to make sure I'm yeah just not pointing in the wrong direction. I know, and often people out there might be wondering, oh wait, well, today is long time, long commitment. No, we've we've made sure that most of these waypoints between one and the next one can be achieved in about thirty minutes to an hour. So if you can sport about thirty minutes to an hour every day, it will take you eighty days to go all the way around. Right, and we know Hutton Truckers, there will be somebody who does it in four days flat. Oh, yeah. I mean, we calculated that if you didn't sleep and you just flew around and you basically just sat in your chair and all that stuff, 48 hours. It could be done in 48 hours. And so the the, the cutoff date, obviously, it's one of these things where we, we can hit the cutoff date and there might be some people not there, but you can still try and get a good time afterwards. You just won't be eligible for the awards. I mean, it, it, this could you know, a bit like with a hut and run, have a best time and maybe revisit it in six months and see whether you can do it even faster. Well, the uh, split, uh, entirely I say it's on the page and I've seen some of it, we've got split timing for when you go through waypoints. So you, if you're behind, you'll be in a red score. If you're in front, you'll have a green. It'll be like Formula One type split times. So you'll be able to see how far behind you the next commander are. We hope to have like a top three for every waypoint. So, yeah, we're trying to get some excitement in there, but some, you know, so you can see what's going on, basically. We're trying to get it so, you know, the page is as interactive as it could possibly be, just to make it more fun for everybody, really, so they've got things to look at, even if they're not taking part in the event. And, um, obviously, that, that wonderful theme tune, I mean, I assume it's going to be available at all good record stores at some point in the near future as well. It will be available at the Hutton Orbital Radio record store, Almost immediately. I'll, I'll post it up very shortly. No, it sounds fantastic, because we've got a radio edit of that and the full track, too, because you, you heard just the radio edit there. 
Oh, a minute ago. There, there is also a full track in its full glory too, which we, we we might play towards the end of the show. We'll see whether the the audience demand more of it. I mean, these these theme tunes are a bit like earworms. We, we've got a, a big bundle of worms. Well, uh, having worked on that with Mr. Cow, I will tell you it has definitely earworm Tycho Cow, to the point where he would just jump on a team speak, start playing it, so everyone else had the same horror. So I have heard that tune ooh, maybe the best part of a hundred times now. So yeah, and at least one of those voices was very recognisable there as well. Oh yes, a couple of very, very recognisable voices. I still have no idea how he did the chorus bit of it, but it's, um, yeah. Anyway, well, thank you very much, um, Mr. Shouty. And obviously, we're hoping to invite you back to sort of this middle bit of the show to tell us more about it when it's, it's getting ready. And um, I'm assuming there's going to be a big launch on launch day. What, what day of the week is it launching? When is it? October, October the 3rd, which is the first day, which gives you all the nice time. So is, it, would that possibly be during the show so we can give people a countdown? Oh, I'm pretty sure we can do that. I think that would be a nice thing to do. We'll schedule in a launch event. <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure we can do that and, and wave you all goodbye. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, well, look, thank you very much for coming on to the show. And obviously, we'll, we'll catch up with you or maybe in the green room later or you're off doing other things as well. Um, uh, just as a quick quick uh, advert for your other work too, I understand there's some, some Dockers work going on at the moment. Oh, yes. Um, I've, I've written a script. I'm quite happy with the script. I've played a thing out for voices. I have, let's say, I've, I've had some very interesting replies from people, uh, people who are actually members of the original cast, saying, oh, I know such and such a person who will do with Russian, and it just happened to be their daughter, so that was a nice little bit of, because uh, she's doing a Russian degree, and she can do the acting amazingly well, apparently. I, I mean, uh, there were some good auditions earlier from our stunt team at the start of the show. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we've got some very good auditions. Um, I've definitely took up some new people. I think uh, Chewbacca's come on board. Mr. Whitnam's come on board. Obviously, I've got Mr. Wotherspoon because um, apparently he's got not a lot to do at the moment. So, uh... <laughs> Oh, no, he's, he's, he still manages to fill his digestion up with, with stuff every week. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. But, uh... well, look, we, look, we look forward to hearing a little bit more about that and about the, the Barnard Star Dockers in the very near future with some voices that you may or may not recognise. Yeah, maybe one speaking in about mm, three talking time. Excellent. Okay, well, look, thanks very much. We're going to move along now. Uh, feel free to disappear back into whatever hole you uh, you were in before. Uh, the writer's room, I think you were hiding in, weren't you? A uh, couple, couple of doors down the corridor. Yeah, a couple of doors down the corridor in the creative lounge. It's uh, Okay. It's, it's comfortable we'll, in there, and you can smoke. Right. Yeah, well, Bye. We'll, 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 <laughs> we'll catch you later. Hello, Mark. Right. Over, over to Palantir, I think, now. And now, our very special guest. It's Powell O. The O is for Oblivion. Apparently, they can trace their ancestry back to Ireland. Either that or they stole someone's apostrophe. Right, well, he's here to tell us about how LCU pilots the Canon megaship, the Gnosis, and we can all indulge in some speculation as to whether it's due to end up at the Tianisla ship graveyard after December. To quote a few lines from Robert Louis Stevenson, We are all travellers in the wilderness of this world, and the best we can find in our travels is an honest friend. I travel not to go anywhere, but to go. I travel for travel's sake. The great affair is to move.
Well, on that note, good evening, Paolo. Good evening. How are you doing? Yeah, not, not bad, not bad. And uh, thanks for coming to join us. I understand that you've had a, 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 a pass out from uh, the, the Del Monte and the team over at uh, Canon Interstellar this week. Yes, yeah, so um, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of filling in for LCU. You know, feel like when he, he can't actually join us today. He's, uh, <laughs> no, he's still, still, in, he's still on the naughty step. Yes, yeah. After that, uh, that uh, last broadcast that he did. Um, yep. but, so uh, yeah. the the gnosis for for those of us unfamiliar. I mean, almost everybody here will be familiar with it. But those unfamiliar with the gnosis, give us an introduction to you know, what is it, how did it come about, and and what does it do. Um, well, the Gnosis is a, a megaship, um, and um, it was created as part of a community goal. Um, I think it's had something like 7,000 7, tons of commodities and um, countless commanders um, took part in the community goal to, to, to get us this megaship for, for Canon. Um, and um, it's, you know, we're able to direct it throughout the galaxy. Um, it can do 500 light-year jump. Um, but the catch is that um, we can only do one jump per week and we have to book the jumps quite far in advance usually, um, although sometimes we might get special dispensation to move it somewhere for, for something special. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a big megaship. But it, I mean, it's, it's a science megaship, isn't it? I mean, Canon's whole raison d'etre is doing science out there in the galaxy. So I mean, yes. it originally started as heading off towards Thargoid, bits of space and being a base of operations for for canon uh, pilots originally but of course it's open to everybody it's open to everyone if you if you dock at the uh, if you dock on the gnosis you'll be greeted by um dr dr ross who's credited with creating the galaxy um who will welcome you to your lab so um you know it's 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 a really nice thing to have and we are you know we feel incredibly privileged and grateful um, to FDEV and, and the community for allowing us to have this thing. And, you know, we, we like to use it to have everyone involved and to, to take it places that are interesting for people to go to. No, I mean, it hasn't been without the odd little piece of sort of Thargoid-related controversy over the over the years. No, no. I'm with the, obviously, the, um, the, the, big, um, the, the big thing uh, was the Cone Gate, uh, where we discovered that we had the range to jump into a, a little section of um, systems that weren't permit locked, that were un, unreachable. And, um, and then the subsequent attack on the Gnosis. And, uh, and, and I think the, the main thing that people got upset about was the fact that we forgot to turn the, uh, the security systems off and people got sent to the naughty step. So. Yeah, I, think, I remember Commander Wotherspoon, I think, uh, fell victim to that one, or, or to the Thargoids. In his single-handed defence of the pads by blowing up near them um, to stop Thargoids getting to them, but um, I mean it was an incredibly fun. I mean it is a bit like with the things that the Hutton created. It's, it's a, it's for the community and it builds events and things that go on. I mean the the overwhelming feedback afterwards actually while it was going on there was a bit of saltiness about you guys forgetting to throw the switch on the security systems, but the fun everybody had sort of fighting off the Thargoids and beating them back by a kilometre and then by five kilometres and then out into supercruise from the Gnosis itself was, um, for me, was incredible fun. Oh, yeah. I mean, some, of the best, some of the best fun I've had in the game is, is fighting the Thargoids 
next to a station and this this was actually the first time that we had um you know that we had the thargoids actually appear around the station uh, unfortunately there were some problems with instancing and uh, invisible thargoids and the like but yeah um it was it was a wonderful experience damn you thargoid invisible yeah. thargoids are uh, and i you know i i had no idea um that there was going to be an attack and i was there in an unshielded Diamondback Explorer, which is still still it's still there now. Um, so the, now, this so. this so the ship the ship moves around. I mean, you were sort of really here to talk about how you fly it. So you're saying you you put together a flight plan plan so weeks in advance. So your research team goes out there and plots from where you currently are in 500 light year jumps across. Yes, yes. Yeah, so um, so um, LCU has been piloting the gnosis for, for for the last few weeks and um i say that but what actually happens is i do all the work and uh, he takes all the credit and um what what we what, what i've been trying to do with the with the plotting is to basically have a a goal somewhere that we're aiming for um so yeah, like, like beagle point or Columbia. yeah well beagle beagle point yeah i'll, talk, I'll tell you about that in a minute but um yeah, so we, we, we try and pick pick somewhere interesting to go. So at the moment, uh, we're, we're heading through the permit-locked regions to get to back to the to the place where the cane sector happened, to the Thargoid base there. Um, and so what what we, we've done, actually, is built some tools which we can um, put in, say, two interesting points a 1,000 light years apart from each other, just under a 1,000 light years apart from each other, um, and then it goes through our database of stellar phenomena, and uh, and it tells us what we can find that's um, within the 500 light year jump range of the two places that we want to go to, and then we can use that as a waypoint. Um, so you're talking so about sort of Thargoid bases or Guardian bits or um, yeah, some of the phenomena yeah. out there, things like some of the the, the clouds you can get or the um, you know right, um, yes. short engineers' favourite little uh, mollusks. Yes, we're we're currently um, in the system Oort, that's O O R T, um, and uh, we picked it because there's a there's a couple of Lagrange clouds. Ooh, okay. Now th- th- this does lead on, and I, I I know everybody else has been really silent in the studio. Feel free to jump in on this one. But has anybody else spotted something that might be a competitor for this coming later in the year? You can nod if you want. I'll I'll, I'll pass it on. Let's say December-ish. You must be talking about the fleet carriers, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, which jump 500 light years. They do, yeah. And potentially um, they can jump 500 light years um, just as quickly as you can refuel them. Um, and, and this has been actually for one of our sort of big issues with the Gnosis really is that um, we have to wait a week before we can jump, which is kind of a, a poison chalice in a way, because even though we've got this 500 light year range, which is great for getting to places that can't be reached currently, um, it means that it, it's going to take us a long time to get there. So, for instance, you mentioned Beagle Point. If we wanted to um, sort of break, break the record and go 500 light years beyond Beagle Point, um, it would take us a round trip to go from Verati to Beagle Point and back again. It would take us five years. 
which is rather a long time. And if we started It's today, within the 10-year plan, but yeah, it's, it's a bit much, that one. Yeah. <laughs> so if, if we started today, um, then then obviously the, the fleet carriers would get there before us. And, and this has been a bit of a problem as, with us as well with the community events, because we would have loved to have done more get more involved with community events and bring the nasus like we had um ed sleeving do we just happened to be um 500 light years away the week before ed's leaving do so we were able to to divert the nasus and, and, and get there um oh that but, was that was that the emitter and hollow expedition the the, the gravitational anomaly one no, this this is the one where we had the when when Ed Ed Lewis was leaving and uh, there was a party on the nose. We did a, a little um, thing on the on the radio show. Of course, we did. yeah, yeah. I was just I, I can't remember where you were in orbit, but you did come to Mitter and Hollow as well. We, we did, yeah, yeah. Mitter and Hollow. That was another one which was was really great fun. Some extraordinary videos of people floating off into deep space in their SRVs because of the gravitational anom- anomalies. Well, and uh, trying to jump the gnosis from the surface of the planet. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, that, that, some of that stuff was extraordinary, Be- beautiful as well. With the little um, lights, yeah. I mean, a, a lot of people take part in these things as well. I mean, you know, the the, the remember the Gnosis incident with the Thargoids. I mean, there was seven thousand ships on board. That were not the sixteen we're talking about for December. We're talking seven thousand ships on board. At yeah, the that's point. a huge number. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, obviously, you guys are putting proposals forward, looking for ideas, looking for feedback from the community about what could we do with the Gnosis when megaships and fleet carriers arrive. I mean, obviously, they've got to be refueled by going to mine things or buy things. You don't. You have to wait your week. So there's upsides and downsides to it. Um, but, I, I mean, are you putting forward some proposals about what could the Gnosis do next well, this this is the thing. I mean, we need to get a bit more detail about the fleet carriers, like you know, how how they're refueled. Um, it, it is quite an effort to um, to move the nasus and to um, and, and to plot the routes for it. But also with the fleet carriers, we'll actually have a lot more flexibility because you know everyone can have a fleet carrier. Um, so they, we may be able to have two or three or more on the go in, in Canon, get the members to, to refuel it. Um, but, I mean, as a mobile event base for sort of major events, I mean, it, it, you know, every man jack having their own fleet carrier, it's not got the identity that the Gnosis has. You know, it, it's, it's you know, LCUs or, you know, PAL's own yeah. ship. It, is, it isn't a, a community-owned asset, if you know what I mean. So it doesn't have the same sense of identity with the, um, the fleet carriers. I mean, even if it's for your, like, your, your main... Uh, what you got a Canon account? I'm assuming you guys have got mm. a, uh, a main yeah. Canon account you run for your private group and things. But so it hasn't it hasn't got that. But um, I mean, is it going to end up in the Tunisia graveyard as a as a memento or just as a, a a space taxi that people can hop on and off that doesn't need refueling or we just don't know yet. I mean, what's your what's your well we we. We don't know. Um, we don't really know if um, if F have, have any plans for it. Um, I think once we've got fleet carriers and we know how they work, we'll, we'll have to see if there is a, is still a role for for, for Gnosis. We're kind of assuming there might not be, in which case we'll probably um, set up some sort of circular route um, so that people can hop on it and still use it. You know, so if you say, for instance, you want to go and look at the Orion Nebula and the Gnosis happens to be going there. Um, you know, rather than trying to find a route through the permit lot sectors to get there, you can just say, okay, well, I'll, I'll go to the Gnosis on Thursday and I'll be there 
be there on, on so on Wednesday, and I'll be there on Thursday Thursday morning. See, um, the, the one the one that I liked is a suggestion I, I put forward to you when we were we were talking before was um you know maybe the Gnosis is commodity market could sell the fuel for fleet carriers, and it could be a base of operations, a forward base of operations for fleet carriers. Yeah, I mean, which is an idea it. we chucked in, yeah. but. I think that's a great idea, actually, and uh, obviously we would need to talk to the Pilots Federation, and I, I think um, getting support from the community for, um, you know, something that, things that would make the Gnosis um, still relevant in the world of free fleet carriers would be great. I mean, it'd be great to still, yeah, to still... Well, I mean, the basis that the Tionisla graveyard is one thing, one omission that I, I still can't get over. It doesn't exist there. I mean, at the very worst, it could just float around the Tianista system performing that job of being the Tianista ship graveyard. It'd be a pity, but, you know, it could. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think the Gnosis would count, though, as a... <laughs> As a as a as a thing for Tianisla, but they'd be nice if they'd put put a graveyard in. Yeah. Um, well, thanks very much. And obviously, it's, it's not just you that, that pilots this. It is Del Monte as well. And oh LCU. yeah, Del, Del Monte. Del Monte's been piloting it for for a long time. Um, LCU just uh, last last few weeks, and um, and you know it'll probably be someone else. So to be honest, you know, we do take suggestions from from, from everyone. Um, I'm not sure who picked out the um we went to um the iras system which was unreachable um a little while ago i'm not sure who picked that one out but yeah we do get suggestions every now and then but the, the real difficulty with gnosis is is the speed at which it travels there because you know it's it is once a week yes. there are there are yeah there are places where we'd love to be able to get to um but because it takes so long to get there um, we would be kind of out of action for for like six months a year, just getting to to, to a place, and then. And you've not considered scenario. doing a jack and um, just you know strapping a really big engine to the back of it and, and throwing the big switch and seeing where you end up and creating Colonia Two. Well, we have been working on Guardian technology, um, and we've we've been asking the Pilots Federation if we can um, if we can strap it on, um, as it were. Um, but they've consistently said no. So, you know, we'd love to still be able to use it. And if we had that extra bit of jump range, that would be, that would be amazing because then we could still get to places that, that, uh, that, that can't be reached and, and do that, you know, be able to take people along with us. Um, that would be amazing, but um, yeah. Well, we, I tell we you what. I mean, we've got one or two listeners over on the uh, the Twitch channel, on on the radio side of things. Occasionally, the odd one on Facebook as well. If anybody's got good ideas about what Canon could do with the Gnosis. Um, yeah, please do. I mean, during the show, we'll, we'll we'll read them out during the show. If anybody's got, and um, yes, we're going to get the silly ones, but you know, send us some ideas about you know if you were driving the Gnosis and you could make it do something that was different to the fleet carriers, what would you do to the Gnosis? And sell it to the Thargoids is not an option. And yeah, send us in a few messages, and um, we'll, we'll um, pass them over to uh, uh, Paolo here, and. Um, you know, maybe it will inspire something that can create community events in the future. And that's what we'd love to see is, you know, Hutton loves community events and the Gnosis is a hub for that, a mobile hub for that. You know, Hutton Orbital, albeit moved 0.01 light years slightly closer um, to uh, to the, the jump point. You know, it is a mobile base of operations and, and can create some, some great events. So, um, yeah, anybody check us some ideas. Uh, just talking to the rest of our presenters here, we'll go down. Um, so, Palantir. Yes, sir. 
If you could come up with one cunning idea with what to do with the gnosis. Maybe it could... I, I think the very large distances, is good, you've got to be able to scale it up beyond what a fleet carrier can do. It's, yeah, yeah. If we if we could do if we could do say about eight hundred light years, we could reach Lemon Slice Nebula, which is a it's a little bright yellow nebula up in up in the top. Um, that would be that would be a great place to go. I've been trying for ages to find a route there that that's that's reachable, and it's it's just not possible with a five hundred light year range ship. And, and Amelia, I mean, I, I know you're a, a big fan of your mining. I have you ever been to the Gnosis? Have you taken part in any of the Gnosis-related activities? Or um... I haven't as yet. Well, before December, you need to go and find it, wherever it is. Go and visit. And um, you see, it's a, a fantastic uh, mobile station. Um, if you could do one thing, what, what would you do with a, you know, this big mega ship that needs you know, upgrading. If you could upgrade it, what would you add? Planetary mining. <laughs> Just a park down there. And, did you see uh, in the videos uh, earlier the days, there was that mall, wasn't there, with a big mouth on the front of it with a... Did you ever see that? The big mining, asteroid mining ship. The, I think it was called the Moor uh, earlier on videos that hasn't actually turned up. Strap one of those to the front to just sort of <laughs> suck in whole boulders at a time. Like, just drive it straight through the rings. See, so, yeah, I'm thinking more along the lines of, well, you know how you have the sub subsurface charges and you blow up asteroids? I think we could do the same with planets. <laughs> A Death Star. So Amelia would turn the Gnosis into the Death Star. A mining Death Star. Um, the, the, Death under Star. the guise of mining planets, yes. Okay, and Flossie? Did, did someone say Death Star? That sounds like a remarkably good idea. Flossie getting quick. <laughs> um, <clears throat> right. Um, so, Flossie, what, what about you? I mean, I, I know you love your fuel ratting. Uh-huh, yes. So, go on then. If, if you had a retirement plan for the uh, the Gnosis. Oh, possibly set up a, a, a permanent a commander on it to do any fuel rat rescues and wherever it is. All right, so loan it to the fuel rats. Yeah. Actually, it's, it's something something we were thinking about was, was potentially... Um, commanders who have their fleet carriers will be trying to jump somewhere out in the black and then reach somewhere that, where they've run out of fuel, um, but their ships can't jump back out and there's nothing, nowhere to, to mine the fuel. So they'll need a fuel wrap with a big ship to, that, that can get there and, uh, and refuel, and, and maybe the Gnosis might fit in with that. The only problem, again, is you know, the, the speed at which we can move it, you know, it, it. 500 light years in a week is like nothing. And, yeah, and I, at, at the at the risk of um, sort of rampage, saying we'll turn it into a party ship for Team Hotbox. <laughs> We've already got a party ship, but <laughs> it's just yeah. a very small asp. Yeah, it's some, it, let's put it where it rocks. Um, no, well, <laughs> uh, funny enough, one of the most immersive game experience I ever had was when the Thargoids attacked the Gnosis, and I was leaving because we're in a wing, and some exploration ships were making a dash for it and blowing up around me, and we were fighting off scouts and all sorts of stuff trying to get people away from it. And I, I think there might be some mileage in looking what you could do about exploring the origin of the Thargoids and what Thargoids are about and putting some storyline into it. I think it would um, definitely give it a really good sort of unique um, interest that would set it apart from fleet so carriers. You're talking about loaning it to uh, AXI or to uh, well, just the, the more combative end of things? No, not combative, no. Uh, more, more investigative, more exploration. 
just a trying to find out what's going on. Because bear in mind now, we've got two sets of Thargoids. We've got one that's been reported that's just waking out, and we've got some that are aggressive. So what's behind that? What's going on? What's the storyline? And something like the Gnosis could become a sort of... Exploration isn't just about looking at planets and, um, and nebulae, etc. There's also things like, well, you know, what's going on out there? What wildlife's out there? Well, we've got a, we've got a few suggestions from the um, the Twitch channel as well. Um, uh, Mr. Palantir, are you are you sort of glancing over at the uh, the chat? Yes, channel yes, I am. Could be some some very interesting things that have come up here. Uh, there's um naughty body washers come up with a, a storyline where humanity fails and the new technology and fleet carriers fails as a result. The Gnosis becomes the only functioning station in the galaxy, which leads us out into the stars to form a new bubble. Sounds very Battlestar Galactica to me. A ragtag fleet of yes, <laughs> yeah, searching for the what is it the the last remaining tribe of humanity. <laughs> yes. Or a tactical torpedo said, maybe the Gnosis gets a super sensor that can detect potential stellar phenomena within a hundred light year bubble of its current location. I like that one. Mm. Doesn't have to go I... very far, but it knows what's there. And then you <laughs> yeah. can send people out. It's going to be sniffed. It sniffs nearby space for clouds of gas. Yes. <laughs> what else? Oh, we got we got one for the naughty body wash there as well. Anybody else see that one? Automatic the uh, automatic cubicle three. cubicle three cleaning system. Somebody said need to keep it within the realms of possibility. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. An, an atomic one. And what else we got? Uh, turn it into a space, space dredger, dredger by Carumba. that sells lots of scooped up bits and pieces. Um, Commander Wallace says send it to Coal Seventy. I think we tried that, didn't we? Yeah, it didn't turn out well. <laughs> no. Um, Falco took says, I'm all for converting it to an AX battleship. Funny you should say that, yes. I thought you'd be the one to say that. We need a thousand light year drive from Commander Nutter. Uh, what else we got? Um, the Gnosis is a new generation of generation ships. Just, just put all the accountants on it and blast it towards Beagle Point for five years. I think that was covered by... Um, I don't know, there was a book, wasn't there? That yeah, something that. about... I don't know about... I mean, they, maybe if they got confused between arcs and arcs. Ooh, arc two. <laughs> Ooh. Yes. Um, yeah, we've got a bit of sci-fi this week. Um, OK, well, look, thank you very much for giving us that list of insight. We, we've sort of turned a bit into live radio there. We were a bit serious and we had content. That's not right. That's all right. We won't <laughs> Sorry, don't I'll, worry. I'll try not to next time. Yeah, I mean, normally we reserve content for the next bit, don't we? Hmm. Anyway, well, look, thank you very much for joining us. Feel free to hang around for the rest of the show and uh, join in or just listen in. And obviously we'll be down at the green room in a bit too. Um, obviously, keep us. Uh, quick question. If we wanted to know where it was going next, where can we find the flight plan? Uh, uh, mm, um, I'm not, I can't remember where, where it is. It's public, but I can tell you now. It's going to Messier 78 sector RDTC3-8. Uh, then the week after that, OCORS FOCC-150. And then Altots P1KD8-0. Um, I think it's just going to be, a, uh, if I remember correctly, it'll just be some uh, Lagrange crowds and a bit of biology. And then um, I'm hoping to have it, um, I think, the first week of October in the system where the Thargoid base is. Well, that, that sounds good. A quick message from Litho Breaker. Stick it out near Eden. Um, we can, it can sell anacondas for 99 credits and get into a trade war with Hutton. <laughs> 
Because as everybody knows, the anacondas aren't free. They are 100 credits. Yes, thank you very much, Commander Lithobreaker. Or you could crash it into a planet and it could become one that Thargoids discover and they drive around in their SRVs and activate the, the <laughs> Gnosis machine by sticking things on the pants. <laughs> right, okay, well, thank you very much. Uh, now, what, what, what have you got coming up? Is it time to head over to Flossie? Are you ready, Flossie? I am, yes. You've got all the detail in front of you? Yes. Right, it's time to head over to Flossie, who is going to be telling us all about this week's exciting community goals, or possibly her initiative. When the universe is in trouble, bug infestations in the bubble, your home stations burn rubble. What on earth can we do when your faction leader's a dog? And your daily tasks are a slog You're feeling like a youth cog What on earth can we do now? Interstellar initiatives Let Flossie tell you what it is Then you can get involved with this You should listen to what Flossie says Interstellar initiatives Flossie tells us what she thinks it is Then you can get involved with this Now you should listen to what Flossie says Listen to what Flossie says What can we do? Do what Flossie tells you to What if she talks nonsense? Interstellar initiatives Let Flossie tell you what it is Then you can get involved with this You should listen to what Flossie said Now we learn what Flossie said We can put this matter to bed Just keep a voice in your head Flossie told you what to do Hello, Flossie here with this week's Community Goals or Interstellar Initiatives news. Well, it looks like the galaxy has gone on their summer holidays. No Community Goals, no Interstellar Initiatives this week. So, as I've got to tell you all what to go and do, do whatever you want. If the top tier is reached early, then find something else to do. I must to be a fuel rat for a bit. That's all from the Interstellar Community Goals Initiatives for this week. I'm sulking. Flossie told you what to do. Oh, Flossie. Tell you what. Cheer you up. I've got a poem for you. Another one from Poetry Corner. Oh. It's from 1684. And it's called... The Flosculum Poeticum by Patrick Kerr, which could almost be dedicated to you. Here goes. She is so pure that sure she must be transubstantiate out of dust. She's freed from passion, hate and spite for innocence and Adamite. Oh. Then learned reader, tell, I pray, if angels can be made of clay. Hang on, isn't saying someone's an might mean they're a nudist? 
I probably deserve that. Anyway, our next section is Commander Wotherspoon and his Gownet digestion. With Gownet being suspiciously quiet, we reckon he's a sorcerer, pulling news articles out of thin air. And for those of you that were listening to Tales of the Gnosis earlier, this one's dedicated to both. It's the Eagles with Journey of the Sorcerer, or as many of you know it, the theme from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Meanwhile, in a small booth in the local bar at Hutton Orbital, two truckers are having a conversation. Here, mate, what the hell's wrong with your face? You filthy trucker. I know I ain't got film star looks. No, no, mate, wait, you get back guy from? What? I, I, I got in a fight, didn't I? You should have seen the other guy. Gave his fed a right idea for calling her a bitch. Good on you. Someone says that about Flossie, it's only right you sort him out. No, 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 no. It weren't Flossie. He didn't call your mum. You know, he weren't my mum. She's big enough to stand on her own. Oh, why? Right. He didn't say something about Lael on her ginger eyebrows. <laughs> nah, mate. It was Alvin's mum. But Alvin's mum is a... You filthy trucker! September 3305. We read the news, if there is any, so you don't have to. In this week's Community Manager Special, Forum Free For All Foiled. A tribute to James Doohan. It's Cobra, not Cobra. Forum Free For All Foiled. Hopes have been dashed that the departure of Brett C., the chief moderating influence in the Pilots' Federation forums, might open up the forums to all sorts of anarchic meanderings, possibly even stretching to two threads about Star Citizen. But it was not to be. Citing the excessive moderation effort required to maintain the forums, the Pilots' Federation is doing what they did three years ago to Galnet closing commander submissions and only allowing Pilots Federation staff to post. A tribute to James Doohan. Welcome to the Pilots Federation Extra, where we talk inanely about what's going on in the galaxy. Even though we don't really have a clue. I'm Stephen. And I wear tartan trousers and I come from Glasgow. Can you tell? Crivens. And help me, Bob. I know nothing about the galaxy. But I'm mostly harmless. And I like demonstrating my inability to fly my spaceship in live holovids. August was a really exciting week in the galaxy. 
I went to a thing called Fantastican with Sally and Paige and Will and Zack. We had a lovely time and I got to meet lots of commanders. The event itself was quite interesting. And they had VR. There's an exciting new update coming to the galaxy. It'll be packed full of exciting features for commanders, including flight tutorials, a new livery system, and a virtual currency system. So forget GTA 5. There's nothing more exciting than a driving lesson. And in December, we have personal squadron fleet carriers for personals, not for squadrons. There are loads of loadouts. If you have any questions, ask me, and I can answer them. Here's a copy of Sagittarius I magazine. It's last month's issue, and it's the last one they're doing, because there's nothing left to report on in the galaxy. He's got a picture of a cat on the front. I think it must have been inspired by Paige's cat. Paige likes cats. She doesn't like spaceships because they have no animals. She hasn't got a bloody clue about them. Oh, look. There's a picture of a dog inside. That's an animal. The rest of the pages are filled with boring space pictures. I haven't read the words because they're all about space. And that's boring. And here's a picture of an expedition. It's a bit like the Beagle Point one, only this one's not going anywhere. I think they have certain checkpoints, but they're not going anywhere. Here's some more boring space pictures. These were taken by a photography group, the SPVR, I think. I should have written it down. Look, there are some spiky things. I don't know what they're called, these spiky things. They look like these things you see under the sea. I only work here, you know. And here's a vehicle on a planet. The sun's very white, and the floor's pink. I'm not very descriptive. Does the viewer have any questions in chat? No, we can't answer that one. Anyway... Thanks for watching. And if you don't like Elite Dangerous, I'll glass you. It's Cobra, not Cobra. Stop talking trash about different Elite Dangerous ships. Cobra Mark III is iconic. Python is inspiring. Anacunda is magnificent. Sidewinder is historic. Hauler. Mamba is cutting edge. And that's this week's Galnet News Extra. Galnet News. We read the news if there is any, so you don't have to.
Flossie, Flossie, it's you. And now, the bit of the show everyone waits for. The bit where Mr Naked tells who's made it onto his list. He's a bit like Father Christmas, except he comes once a week. Or in the case of this show, has anyone seen Mr Naked? We've lost our Naked presenter. Oh well, we'd better invite his stuntman to cover him. After a song, of course. This one's The Danube Instant by the Tremolo Beer Gut. My eyes, my eyes, someone fetch the mind bleach. Sworn enemies of humanity, possessing the ability to recreate an exact likeness of a terrifying space flower. But first, they must destroy. Leading the fight, one man fate has made indestructible. His name, Captain Eric Buck Naked. This is the voice of the Thargoids. We know that you can hear us, Earthmen. Our retaliation will be slow, but nonetheless effective. It will mean the ultimate destruction of life on Earth. It will be useless for you to resist, for we have discovered the secret of witch space. We will have revenge for your attacks on us. Our first act of retaliation will be to destroy your stations. You have been warned. Five, four, three, two, one. Howdy there, Hoss. I'm Buck. You see this asp? This ain't your asp. This one's mine, only from Lake On Spaceways. Somebody start the stunt buck, quick! <clears throat> I think he's fallen asleep in that cupboard. Quick, poke the stunt buck. Come on, feed him oh, something fuck. quick. Trucker. 
Good evening, truckers. My name is Brigadier Titus Adamite Buns, and once again it falls to me to bring you an edition of Hutton's Top Trucker. Where is Mr. Naked? I hear you ask. I am sorry to say that the gentleman has been less than cooperative with our staff at the uh, detention centre where he was uh, incarcerated last week, claiming that orange don't go with my skin. What do you all expect to see in the showers? Everything's bigger in Texas. And that sake is for medicinal purposes, you all. To be frank, we just can't understand a word the man is saying, so he will remain at Her Majesty's pleasure until further notice. Of course, we suspect that the pleasure is felt more by Buck than Her Majesty, but he promises that he is doing his best. You may very well wonder, how do we keep up with your goings-on while you have a jolly jaunt around in the Milky Way? Why, we install this very small piece of software called the Hutton Helper in your spaceship. I am assured by our boffins that this is in no way sinister and that the light on your webcam would have been on in any case. If you haven't already got it installed, and yes, we do know who you are, you can install it yourself relatively pain-free going to the website hot.forthemug.com Almost as pain-free as listening to Buck singing at night in solitary. Let us continue to our top truckers from last week. From the explorers jumping around as Buck does when we apply the uh, electrodes Commander Simons took the lead with a 54,254 light years jumped. I understand that uh, Draxor had left her phone behind in one of the gin palaces that she frequented last week, and Simons had to go and find it. Apparently, it was in the last place that he looked. Wasn't that a coincidence? Hurting the Don's pirates as we may inadvertently do to Buck if he struggles against his restraints, was Commander Mezakurin, with over 59 million credits earned and accounted for. I hope I'm not being too effusive when I say, well done. Our top mission tracker for the third week in a row is Commander Wonkat with 1,772 mission points earned. A definite improvement. Commander Montgomery Python is back on top, trucking in the way that a trucker is duty-bound. He trucked 61,477 tons this week, and that's more than the weight of the evidence we have against Buck. Driving the Hutton high-speed train again this week, Commander Wonkat hauled 1,286 passengers around the galaxy whilst they were earning those mission points. I suspect that this means that Wonkat was not hauling those passengers for fun. 
our fastest run to Hutton Orbital is still held by Commander Rampage 737 in 1 hour, 22 minutes and 40 seconds. Our fastest run to Hutton Orbital is still held by Commander Rampage in 1 hour, 22 minutes and 40 seconds. Our fastest run during August was by Commander Ricardo Dalep in 1 hour, 23 minutes and 41 seconds. But we have had no attempts at all so far in September and I understand that Alvin is getting lonely. If you think you have the requisite skills and can beat those scores, then download the Hutton Helper and commence flying Commander. If you wish to draw attention to yourself whilst under the scrutiny of the authorities, then make sure you have the Hutton Helper installed. Pick it up on the web at hot.forthemug.com and begin trucking. And don't forget, if you do hear your name called out and you are currently bereft of one, do get in touch with us to get your very own Hutton decal for your ship. Hutton Top Trucker Brought to you by Lake on Spaceways and not the secret police. The only ships in the galaxy where, of course, we do not record everything you say. Oh, we're back, we're back. Welcome back, everybody. <coughs> well, that was... Um, everybody thought we were done with the uh, the other voices and the stunt performers, but uh, we're still not done yet. Anyway, uh, we've got a theme... Now, uh, Amelia, Flossie. Yes, yes. Uh, have you had any good guesses come through your desk at all recently? Um, I can see three on the board. Oh, yeah. go on then. So, you want to take, um, take turns or um, just say whether they're right or wrong? Do you want to go first, Flossie? Um, let's have a look. The ones in the script. Yeah, that 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 one yeah. there. That we've been. Pa Yo, I think uh, Palantir's pasted a couple in there. Right. Um, in fact, there was one from uh, Lithobreaker. I've got it. The theme is bands that start with the letters T H E. It's yeah. a good guess, and they do, but that's not it. So, Overlight guessed Mike's birthday party. Uh, Journey of the Sorcerer, uh, balloons. Oh, I can see the balloons one. That wasn't uh, an early guess. That was that was a guess after the very first tune. So, okay. Well, we'll, we'll let him off. No, the, yeah. the sorcerer. Um, he's good, but he's not that good. <coughs> and there were no eagles. Well, there were some bats. Uh, uh, did Mike not have a magician to his party? No, no, we didn't have a magician. Uh, we did have a Wotherspoon, but not a magician. Digestion, not prestidigitation. Prestidigitation. I, I don't even want to go there. And uh, what was the next one? So who was it? Who was it? Flossie, you got the got the third one there. Uh, Funky Abigail. Both songs are performed by bands with bird names. So birds. Unfortunately, the Danube incident and the tremolo beer gut put paid to that one. But uh, good guess, Funky Abigail. Is is that it? Have you had any others, uh, Mr. Uh, Palantir? No, no, that's it so far. So, should we have a quick review then of um, now? Uh, Elsie, Elsie, or no, <clears throat> sorry, uh, Paolo. 
nearly got you wrong there. Have you been following what tunes we've had so far this evening? Uh, no, I haven't, unfortunately. Oh, how about the Rampage? Um, I've been following them, yeah. Okay, well, do you want to take us through the, the first three that we've got on our list there? Just to remind people, there is a link between them. It's a very cunning link, but there is a, there is a link between them. So do you want to take us through the first three, oh, just yeah, to remind people what they were, before we go down to our, our very next one, just see yep. if it so you know, jogs people's memories. What Balloons, the Foals, Journey of the Sorcerer, the Eagles, Danube Incident, the Remolo Beer, Tremolo Beer Gut. And that's that's what we've had so far. That's pretty good, isn't it? Okay. Well, I don't know. We'll give you a few more minutes, and we'll maybe give you one more tune. Should we give them one more tune? Yeah, go on then. It's time to visit the green room and find out what everybody else has been up to this week. But we warn you, it is dangerous in there. It gets hotter than a near-miss on a brown dwarf. We'll do a 180 by summer by Taking Back Sunday. Rise to power. A special political broadcast. Good afternoon, I'm Dick Chafing, and you join me here as we patiently await a speech from Duke Tiberius of Mekon on behalf of the Border Coalition. Ah, wait, I, uh, I see he's approaching the mic right now. quickly learned the true grit and tenacity it takes to make a hostile environment your home. That's where true bonds are forged. Neighbors understand the meaning of friendship and trust when they depend on each other to survive. A passion for discovery and the desire to improve our surroundings are inseparable from human nature and were once championed by the great federation and empire. However, these have been replaced with greed and envy by those in the central worlds as they murder each other leaving their outer colonies to rot. Exploitation is not development. Human colonization has ceased. Terraforming has come to a standstill, and explorers are forgotten. But the outer colonies aren't sleeping. A coalition is formed and is helping the abandoned systems get back on their feet. Terraforming will resume. Colonization will begin anew and stations the likes of which have never been seen will be realized. We are the Border Coalition. It's time to create a power for the exploited people of the outer colonies. A power for the pioneer, a power for the explorer. Join us. You, the pioneers of the discarded terraforming colonies of Nokon Meng. You, the worlds of the explorer nation of Ileo. You, the independent truckers who call no power your own. You, the communist idealists of Manite. And you, the proud-winged hussars of masculine vision. You, the people of the forgotten mining colonies and refineries. The Border Coalition represents you. We fight for you. Together we can bring back an age of discovery and development. We understand the meaning of efficiency and how to set up local governments to work together. We can do better, and one day we will leave the other powers behind in prosperity. Not through war, 
because we know how to create rather than destroy. I, Duke Tiberius of Mikun, on behalf of the Border Coalition, am officially announcing our submission for power status to the Pilots' Federation. Rise with us, brothers. Special political broadcast. All oh, the feedback. Hello and welcome to the green room and uh, for the mug to everybody in the green room. For the mug. Oh. You've still fallen for it, haven't you? <laughs> Every yeah, right. single no, no, week. No, 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 no. I've been there. No, didn't do it. Didn't do it. And actually, we were it. just chatting to uh, one of our uh, uh, new members on the Discord channel, and um, the piece of advice was handed out. Hang on a second. Uh, this is uh, from Bam. Oh, and if you ever hear someone shout for the mug anywhere, you must shout back. Oh, you didn't fall for that time. Mug! Apparently, even if it's in the library. <laughs> I will say it every chance I get. Right, well, as is usual for summertime at Hutton Orbital Radio, everybody else is uh, listening in but busy doing other things. We've got a bunch of people down in the writer's room and people gallivanting around the galaxy. We've got a few of you down here in the green room, including us, of course. So this is our opportunity to say hi to everybody, uh, find out what you've been doing out there in the galaxy, or if you've got anything really important to say, and then uh, do say it. If you've run out of things to say or you're, you're done, just give us a for the mug and we will move on. Uh, we are going to take turns. Uh, I'm going to go first, and then I think we'll have uh, Flossie, then Amelia, then uh, Powell, oh, Paolo, and uh, then bringing up uh, Tail Gunning, we're going to have Commander Palantir. So I'm going to start by saying good evening to our magic button pusher himself, Commander Ventura. Hello, how are we doing? Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Epic job earlier on the sound effects machine. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, oh, it's like yeah unlike the read-through when the crash became a clang. and <laughs> Yeah. That was fun. That was good. I liked that. No, I, um, yeah, if only we'd recorded the outtakes. Yeah, well, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> oh, you weren't, were you? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm doing okay. Busy at work as usual. Uh, I haven't really had much game time. I've been playing the Ordinary World of Warcraft, not classic. Maybe it'll make well, you're remembering all the walking and a bit more walking and the queuing and waiting a lot. Yes. Well, the, the supposedly, for kills. supposedly Blizzard have sought that, that out anyway, nope, but we'll see. Uh, oh, well, that's the Hutton, Hutton Games room. We've got yeah. plenty of things installed oh, in there. It's, um, oh, yeah. There's, there's always no a diversion. Oh, that sort of thing is quite good. Anyway, other than that, for the milk. Well, thank you very much, as usual. So um, I think it was... Flossie. Uh, was it Amelia, then Flossie? Or Flossie, then Amelia? Amelia. Flossie, then Amelia. So Flossie? To, to, to Harry Balzac. How was your week been? Oh, I can't, I, can't, I can't remember what I did this week. Uh, I went to the theatre, saw two very good uh, good plays. One about uh, the way that we treated the Aboriginals when we moved to Australia and killed them all, and a oh. and a short a short short play about um, a political uh, couple uh, during Margaret Thatcher's uh, 
um, rain, which was quite incisive and mm. how very um, cultured of you yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's, what, yeah. it's what i've done in it you know yeah, uh, well, it's, uh, and, I've, and i've done a cooking class this week as Sounds well didn't I? intriguing yeah, I've, done, <laughs> I've done cooking and all i just know? wonder cooking. what side you were sticking up for during those plays oh uh, you should should have there was um quite a bit uh of uh, ribald laughter in the in the theater this is the national so basically it's all we're all lefties in there you know it was a uh, well. It's a, it's amazing. This was set at say in Margaret Thatcher's time. And she's saying it's amazing how uh, the entire country lines up to be fucked by an Etonian. I got a round of applause. A bit close to the knuckle. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You can imagine. It's very um, a la minute. So it was very good. So it was, that was that was fun. Yeah. Mm, yeah, so, but I, I, I've had no time in game whatsoever, so uh, I think I will pass on and save for the mug. Thank you, Father Mog. Now to Amelia. And I'm speaking to Commander Vanteon. Good evening. Well, apart from um, yeah, finishing off my summer holidays, uh, banished um, son to his first day at secondary school today. Ah, oh, bless. And so having banished him... We had some time to spend on the script this week, and it doesn't show at all <coughs> much. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I spent uh, an enjoyable three hours earlier today uh, working with uh, all of you on it was an the, awesome this evening's script. shenanigans. What was that? So much fun. It was an awesome script. Well, it, was, it's been, it was good fun to read as well. But, um, yeah, so I, I sort of oh, distract myself. I've got no responsibilities for a few hours till picking up a clock because I'm not back at work till uh, till Monday. So, um, yeah, I spent the whole day on Hutton things. Uh, not That's flying cool. spaceships, just, just Hutton stuff. And, nice. um Enjoyed myself enormously and uh, ripping off space balls and, uh, well, <laughs> for want of a better phrase. Um, yeah, so it, it's, it's been a... A, a fun day. I, I do need to get into a spaceship at some point. I, I can't even remember where I parked it or what I was doing last time when I parked it. But uh, I'm going to be um, lending Mr. Venezia a little bit of a hand um, doing some promo for his CQC evening. We haven't done one of those for ages and they're really, really good fun. I mean, the last time we did it, I think, I'm, Flossie, did you come and join us and blow people up? I joined the hot box uh, one once. Yeah, we horribly yeah, well, killed you. I remember that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Flossie was brutal with everybody, flying around with that flying pan out the window. And... I didn't know what the heck I was doing. <laughs> You're a beast when you get going. Don't say that. You were yes. taking everybody <laughs> out. She has to use yeah, one of her, obviously, oh, alt yeah. commanders so she doesn't accidentally end up elite. But, yeah, I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to lend a little bit of a hand with that one, just trying to bridge the gap between um, Team Hotbox and the PC players and getting something going in the evening. And, obviously, as mentioned earlier, trying to help out with that 24-hour charity stream, see what I can do. Nice. Uh, and, yeah, doing sort of all things Hutton-ish. Hutton-ish. Um, yeah, I do, I do need – I, I did say last time we need to go and do some bounty hunting, and I haven't done it yet. Um, you need to go and do some mining too, uh, by oh, the sounds I'm of the price of these carriers are going to be. I told you she no. was obsessed. Well, there, there is a, there's a third Hutton event that you and I, uh, Amelia, were potentially talking about because obviously Commander Hutton Truckers doesn't have very much money because Commander Hutton Truckers so sort of stays at Hutton quite a bit and never gets out. 
So <laughs> there could be an event coming up in the, the, the medium term, maybe before Mr Shouty's one, where we need to um, all go and load up Commander Hutton Truckers with an awful lot of Void Opals so that Commander Hutton Truckers can also get a fleet carrier in December. So um, yeah, we, we, we'll start planning maybe a, a team mining event to make Hutton Truckers rich. Let's go blow stuff up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Blow rocks. And, um, yeah, so th there's a bit of planning to go on for that one, which Amelia and I are hopefully going to work on and yep. uh, pick a day and see if we can take control of uh, Commander Hutton Truckers for a bit. Yeah, no but, worries. Yeah, there's Evil Master Plan, then obviously talking to uh, Mr. Shouty about his event and trying to understand what's what so we can help him promote that one as well. And obviously having a long chat with uh, uh, Paolo about the Gnosis and uh, mm -hmm. offering all the support that Hutton can to try and make, what is it, um, MTGGA caps for it. Make the Gnosis great again. Um, sorry, M what? MTGGA caps. MTGGA, okay. Make the Gnosis great again. Do we get, like, baseball caps? made up for that. Yeah, either that or you need a, a, you know, a wide format head for the letters. If you say that word, it sounds like you're throwing up. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, I mean, other than that, really, that, that's been my week. I was sort of a bit de-stressed now that son's got his first day of secondary school. His school bus, first day tomorrow, so I'll just be throwing him throwing him at the side of a street somewhere and say, get to school. And, and, um, and you don't, hmm? you're, you're off now until Monday, yeah? Yeah, well, off now, yes, I've got tomorrow off. So Sunday, I'm going to jump on. Uh, so if anyone wants to go mining, including yourself, uh, give me a buzz and we can all go blow up some stuff. I, I, I might well do that. Yes, well, that, that's actually a good plan. Make, make a bit more money and find some of these, these opaly things. But uh, other than that, for me, it, it's sort of a, a for the mug this week. For the mug. I know it's uh, power. Hello. Yeah. Talk Hello, to Shouty. Hello, talk to Shouty, yeah. Hello, Shouty. How are you doing? Hello. Good week? Uh, very, very busy week. Um, so, what have I done this week? Well, starting off this week, starting off with doing some stuff for the muckies, we spitballed a few ideas, and some of them are absolutely extraordinarily hilarious. It did include a, an email to a very famous couple of people, so we don't know anything about that yet, but... Uh, <laughs> so we've got grandiose ideas anyway. Um, then we went on from doing that, I went on to finish off Docker script, which, um, with a lot of collaboration from other people, um, we got together and I put together something that... Uh, then I posted on Hutton Orbital for some people. They decided to very kindly volunteer to be lampooned. Um, then, then there's the around the world in 80 days stuff. So, how, are the, how are the Duncombe Green Party? What? Oh, God. Well, well since we won, there's been a nice moment of calm where there's nothing going on in the system for a while. So while there was nothing going on in the system, I got creative. So it's it, it's fluctuating about forty percent at the moment. We're, we're doing all right. Cool. But uh, yeah, so there's lots of things to come. Um, hopefully, I can get Dockers out by early October. 
I've got all the parts being sent out to, to be recorded. I've just got to get them back and edit them all together. And then all the sound effects and all the other goodies that go along with that. Now, I did hear um, from LCU's office lots of fapping sounds. I, I'm not sure what that was about. <laughs> oh, God, he's <laughs> off again. <laughs> Flossie, get uh, him with a pan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Oh. Well, see, stop oh, using I felt the from here. This is not CQC. Uh, I've had a lovely submission from LCU that's um, it's suitable. And if it's suitable for Dockers and it's LCU, you know it's going to be terrible. <laughs> so anyway, other than that, I will uh, say for the mock, there's not much else. I've, I have posted up all the details for the, the Around the World in 80 Days that I've got so far on Facebook and Discord. So if you want to read up on there, and the theme tune is there as well, so you can have a listen. Yeah, it sounds so, like a great, great event, actually. I'm, I'm quite interested in that. I'm not sure if I have time to, to fly around, unfortunately, but um, good luck with that. It's an hour a day. An hour a day. Surely you can manage an hour a day. You wouldn't believe what I fill my time with. <laughs> an hour a day keeps the mods away. He does. Maybe do it with a muck. Go, go on, Abdul. Get a muck. You can do it with a muck. There you go. Right, for the muck. Carry on. Thank you very much. Okay, it's me talking to Amelia. What have you been doing, dear lady? Hello, Harry. How are you? That's not the point. I asked yeah. the <laughs> You asked the question. Um, I've been good. Um, I took a break from teaching people and I went mining. So, I mean, it was only a short run. It was only just like a few hours and about half a billion credits, but it still counts. Carry on with your humble brag. Go on. Um, so I realized how much I missed it. I want to do more of it. I want to do it with other people. Um, I want to enthuse, as it yeah, were. Well, if you do that, will you have time for the void opal mining? <laughs> um, I meant mining void opals oh, oh, with sorry. other people. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, um, okay, I just okay. break... I, I, sorry, and I thought you, there. I thought you were flying in open. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Oh, just, good God. Sorry. Just occurred to me. Sorry. Bye, Pam. <laughs> oh, my God. Would someone frying pan? Yep. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, but um, I took a break from teaching people for a bit, and um, it seems as though they're doing well on their own anyway. So they've, they've got the basics. They're, they're out there flying, and um, I'll take on a few more Padawans later on, most likely, but... For the time being, I think I'm going to get to mining because the fleet carriers are going to be so expensive. But as we know, uh, under 20 billion. Oh, well, under 20 billion. That's that's a big leeway, isn't it? Um, yeah. I mean, one billion is under 20 billion. So if, if I if I get 20 billion, then I'm safe. Then there's the, oh, yeah, of course, because it's indestructible. You don't need to worry about a rebuy. Exactly. Yes. No rebuy, which is going to be nice. But I mean, I'm still worried about what they're going to be capable of, what they're going to be 
doing for us? You know, what are the benefits to having one? Um, would I rather spend that money on other stuff? You could paint a slogan on the side saying you know, 350 million could be spent on the NHS. <laughs> 350 million. <laughs> That's a penny. Space bus. <laughs> Ow! Well, I don't think you deserve that. I think you did. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Other than that, I've not been up to much. So I will just close this hilarious discourse with a for the mug. Thank you. Back up to Mr. Vantayam. It's me! And uh, no, who's, who's next well on the Well done for remembering who you are. Oh, no, crikey, it's me, crikey. I've never seen that before. My hollow me changed. Um, next is, uh, was it was it Flossie? Yeah. So go on then, have you been fuel ratting this week? I mean, I, I know you're sulking about your community goals and your initiatives and they're, they're not coming <laughs> back for a while, but how have you managed to fill the void? Well, of course, there has been a, a community goal this, this last week, although I didn't actually do it. Um... I haven't actually done much in the, in the game at all. Apart, I did finally get back from DW2. I think that's all I've done in game. Um, otherwise, I've been playing other games. Um, some, well, World of Warcraft, both classic and the normal game. You're sort of doing your DIY space legs without the space bit. Uh, running yeah. running around oh, and right, hitting yeah, people yeah. with swords. I bet you're elite in that one. You, you and your frying pan <laughs> running around in... <laughs> yes. I do, I do, one of my characters does have a frying pan. It's one of the weapons. Well, <laughs> it was written just for you. <laughs> well, and we, we, ne we nearly had a wrong way this week. You nearly did. And and actually, he's just, he's just actually texted me. Unfortunately, he couldn't make his mind up whether to do this or to go to the beer festival. And I think so we could have had another stunt voice on the show. He made his mind up. He'd been, he'd been about an hour or so going through different sort of voices to disguise his, because I think he's a bit sad about his own voice. And uh, he'd finally decided, yes, he would do it. <laughs> but by then he'd done all the script. And I think we should vote for Wrong Way on next week's all. show. Well... He's just texted me. He said, thought of a new character name for your group. I said, oh, yeah. Hugh Rhinel. Always takes oh, piss. Yeah. <laughs> I said, right, you can have that name if you ever do one. No, yeah. <laughs> uh, Palantir, as you're in charge of the script next week, um, are you taking notes? Yep. Oh, yes, I, I am. Whether, whether it'll be hit around next week, I don't know. It always depends on what my son's doing. If, if my son goes for an Indian, then he tends to stay in. And, you know, he's with me, <laughs> behind me, upstairs, out the way. <laughs> um, but if he, if my son's not going for an Indian or to a beer festival, he tends to go out with my son. Um, OK, well, we, we, we hope so he can guest next week on the I'm show. I'm hoping that he can. If my son's going out for an Indian meal, then he... He'll be staying in and he may come on. We start, start wafting a samosa under his nose at about 6pm so he gets the <laughs> he gets the hint. Oh, yeah, we can write something in for him, don't you worry. <laughs> yeah. Oh. OK, well, may, maybe on Sunday you can come and join uh, Amelia and I and um, go and, I don't know, smash rocks. Yay! Uh, although, it depends what time on Sunday. 
Oh, okay. um, I'll probably be on from about uh, noonish onwards until about right. four or five o'clock. Oh, I that's alright. Yeah, because Sunday Sunday evenings we always go to a quiz night at our local club. So. Um, okay. Well, if you're about, come come and join us. Come and join us. Yeah. Yeah. May I do that. Yeah. Oh, I would have loved to have done that, but I've got people coming uh, Sunday, Monday, going back Tuesday, and then I've got another lot arriving Tuesday lunch times for dinner Tuesday night time to the airport the next morning. Oh, we've been invaded by Darth Vader Thank there for a second. I'm not as busy as you. I never have anybody <laughs> Okay, well, um, thank you very much, Commander Flossie. And right, so yeah, that's all. That's about it then. So and, and back, back around the cycle again. To to we've got um, who who was next? It was you now, wasn't it? Oh, the mug. But it, no, it's it's yeah, over no. to you now, isn't it? Oh yes, yes, it's yeah, yes. yes, it's me now to talk to Funky Abigail, I believe. How's your week been? You're you're very quiet, Abigail. Oh, I, d- I don't know if it's I? I don't know if it's, a long, long way away. It's the other side I, of the world. Shout louder. I, well, I, I don't know if it's because you you don't want to you, because of the Australian accent you had to put up with earlier. I don't know if oh. there's anything to do with your quietness. <laughs> um, I, I think the microphone was just far away from my mouth. That's better. Lovely. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, yeah. Thanks for that Australian accent. That was great. Um, <laughs> it was almost. Like almost enough that I had to like double take and like is that a yeah that's safe but yeah I had to think twice about that disappearing a bit your microphone's going again lovely <laughs> oh my goodness me okay how's that that's okay now lovely. if it keeps it at that level <laughs> I'll um I'll I'll just keep my voice up as well yeah so anyway I've been focusing on my health a bit lately um because I have chronic pain issues. Um, but then I realized that um, all this fleet carrier nonsense, I'd better, I've only got like six and a half billion credits, so I should get to some void opal money. So I've been focusing on that. You've Just got like a lot more rock. than me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, like there's, there's, there's a lot of speculation on the forums about what they're going to cost. And yeah. people figure they're going to be around 10 billion, which is, geez, that's a lot of. Mining. Well, after after dealing with two of my uh, mains, got about eight hundred odd million. <laughs> that's that's oh, more than any oh, other no. character. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and if I did them all together, probably. <laughs> but I will <laughs> well, have some people, accounts. Some people think they'll be as low as one to two billion. So, you know, uh, the, what is a lot of credits is yeah. very relative. Depends on your like free time, and they want to make it like accessible to people who who have to go to work nine to five. Mm-hmm. So, you, they want people to use the content much. I hope. Oh, we've lost you yeah. again there. Yeah, gone, oh. gone very quiet again. Okay. Well, anyway, I'll um I'll say for the mug and hello to everyone, and I'll see you in the black. Okay. Thank you for the mug. Commander Breaker, tell me about your week. My week has been busy. Busy? Busy. Elaborate. (laughs) Um, 
it's quite an easy one actually. I'm uh, on holiday for a week as of, well, tonight basically, setting off tomorrow to, um, well, Flossie's part of the world. Ooh, and, holiday, uh, Ooh, that, yes. Yeah, uh, Grassdale Forest we're going to. So, not far north from you, Floss. Nice. No, not too far. Um, is it a camping it's... trip or...? No, we've got a cottage that we've rented up there. So uh, just me, me, Mrs. Breaker, and the two dogs uh, disappearing into the woods for a week and uh, may never be seen again. Nice. So you should try one of those survival weekends. No, we really shouldn't. We wouldn't survive. It is so much fun. Each to their own. But yeah, mm-hmm. unfortunately that means chaos in work, trying to get everything I needed to do next week done by this week so that I could take a week off, because that's how work works, isn't it? Yeah. So uh, other than that, I've not really done very much. When I've been escaping into gaming world, I haven't got into Elite at all. I've been uh, I've been playing Mass Effect Andromeda, of all things. Really? Ma- mildly retro break there. See, now I couldn't get past number three. After they did, after they botched the ending of number three, I lost all faith in the Mass Effect series. Well, that's the first one I've ever played is Andromeda. So, uh, oh, you're so lucky. I've, I've, I've started on Mass Effect 1 as well on PC. Andromeda were playing on the PS4. But I've started that one on the PC and I'm enjoying that so far. But uh, yeah, I've heard less than wonderful things about three, so I might skip that one. The thing is that, I mean, in the whole trilogy, they build you up and build you up and build you up. Uh, and mm-hmm. the ending is an utter failure. It's like they just yeah. gave up. That's such a shame when they do things like that, isn't it? It really is. It really is. But the, saying that, it's an awesome, awesome game. Um, and while I haven't completed Andromeda yet, I have got a little bit of the way through it. And for me, the originals were better... Uh, gameplay-wise and story-wise, until the very end. So I highly recommend you try them out if you've not done them yet. Well, I'll look forward to that then, because I've really enjoyed Andromeda. Just, just you know, expect disappointment with the ending. Yeah, well, forewarned is forearmed, or whatever it is they say. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else you'd like to share? Um, no, not really. Just for the mug for me, after, other than that. For the mug. Hello, it's you to talk to Pill Pillbox. Hello. Hey, so how how's your week been, Pillbox? Um, pretty quiet. I've been working late, uh, getting home late, and all I've been really doing is playing The Witcher Three. To be honest with you, that's about it. Got nothing fancy to say. Hutton Games Room is getting a lot of use this week. Sorry, was that? The Hutton Games Room is getting a lot of use this week. <laughs> Is there a games room? Yeah, no, we have the Hutton Games Room. That's where we install all these other things we're talking about. You know, these uh, all these other games. It's yeah. where Hutton truckers kick back, drink the Centauri Mega Gin, and do other things apart from fly spaceships. Well, it's I, a I nice was, experience. I was playing Elite earlier on in the week, but I'm out in the black just exploring, so there's not much for me to do, really. Just flying around and exploring, you know? <laughs> well, come the, uh, the 18th, we'll all have a new update to play. Everybody will pile in and uh, see what oh, that's yeah, all about. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's. I mean, last week I was pretty quiet because I actually done my back. Well, about a week and a half ago, I went to a punk punk gig and some punk decided to jump on my back. So I had to take last week off for of work. So I spent most of last week just doing nothing. But otherwise, just pretty boring. So I'll just save for the mug. What the mug? 
Okay, well, Paolo, you don't get to stay quiet because it's me to talk to you. How's your week been? Incredibly busy. Um, so um, while the LCU's been huddled in with the uh, with the council talking about um, fleet carriers and stuff, um, I've been uh, working on the um, Canon equivalent of the Hutton Helper. Um, so we've upgraded our patrol system so it can be a little bit more responsive so um <clears throat> basically what we do is we we can add patrols and ask people to go and look at stuff and scan stuff i've also been preparing for the new update because there's a couple of new journal entries um which will allow us to do things um like for instance um when you go and map a planet there'll be a new journal entry that tells you how many geological biological and human or otherwise sites there are on there um, and we're also logging the um, codex entries that you get from scanning stuff on the surface and they're going to be getting a id against them so we'll actually be able to tally those together and say oh yeah this planet's had this planet's got um you know 20 biological signals on it but the only two of them been scanned go and have a look and see if you can scan the rest of them so we've got stuff like that going on. Um, I've been also dabbling with machine vision stuff. Um, so one of the things I've wanted to do for a long time is to be able to take a screenshot of the Thargoid glyphs um, and classify it so that we can then look at that on maps of the of the galaxy and see if there's any kind of correlation or what have you. In the past, it's been quite difficult to do that because it's a very manual process, but I've now succeeded in getting it to automatically um, identify which glyphs are which, um, and hopefully I'll have that built into, into a plugin of some sort so that people who want to catalogue that information can do so quite easily. So it's, it's um, yeah, just basically busy and literally just now been looking at the wonderful um lagrange cloud at all the lagrange cloud at all which is really um quite pretty actually lutolium it's bright orange perfect canon colors so i highly recommend if uh, if you are on the notice to step outside and go and have a look that's about it really for the mug brilliant is it back to me it is sir rampage hello so, how's retirement then? Um, <coughs> you had your, your feet up, blanket over your knees, pipe and slippers job? I do have a blanket, actually. It's a standing joke. But, uh, uh, no, I've, um, to be honest with you, I, I'm ready for a break. It's been busy, but I have enjoyed it. But um, I'm spending um, a bit of time. I've been, I volunteered to help shelter with some of the Docker stuff. I'm going to do some voices for that. Um, well, given your live audition on the show earlier, you know, you... you... Yeah, what an one man soundboard there. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've been helping some guys on in game as well with uh, combat engineering and learning combat over the last week or so. M most of my time though has been spent recovering after my operation. So um, I was I had a walking holiday planned, but the operation uh, but the operation was delayed, so it actually pushed on a on the walking holiday. So I was a bit concerned I wouldn't be able to do anything. So for a month I had to do training walks, um, get myself up to speed. Um, first few days were difficult, but after that, I mean, I don't know if some of you are friends with me on Facebook, you've seen the pictures. I managed to get up, um, 
mountain, so I managed to do some like 500 meter climbs on alpine trails towards the end of the two Ooh, weeks. I, so. I know how that one feels, yes. Yeah, so I managed to do that, and, and my groin's not fully recovered, but I can walk as long as I don't do any big steps or anything like that. So I managed to actually to crawl up some bits because I couldn't climb. Build, build but, up a bit of strength, and uh, yes, you'll be fighting fit in no time. Absolutely. So yeah, and it's the way that it must it must have worked because the consultant looked at me yesterday and said, "Don't need to see you again." So <laughs> it's really good news. And, and until next time, you bastard, just take care. We don't um, want you to rampage yourself. Yeah, he was giving me funny looks when I said what I'd been doing over the last two weeks, but um, that's the way it is really, isn't it? Sometimes you have to get on with it, so it's quite funny. But yeah, so I'm looking forward to retirement. I want to get more into doing stuff with um, well, with the radio and doing some voiceover stuff now, really, and then just helping people in game um, and supporting the events that, that are coming up, really. That's what I intend well, to do. It's always much appreciated. Yeah, I really enjoy it. And um, that's for the book from me. And thank you very much. And that means it's me to talk to Was48. How's your week been? It's been good. It's been busy. Alex just moved to a new preschool. He's enjoying that. Oh, great. And he's doing well on the potty training, well, which oh, is good for the night. Good. Yes, that's always good. <laughs> and I'm still stuck in playing No Man's Sky. All right, yes. I've never actually played that, so I don't really uh, know what it's like, but I've heard a lot about it. Do have a look, Flossie. If you want some space legs, there's one way of getting space legs. The closest <laughs> well, thing, we're going to get it. There's so many different games. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't, even though I don't work, I don't have enough time in the day to play them all. <laughs> I know that thing. I've got too many games as well, and I'm like, uh, okay, what am I going to play next? I've even played a bit of Minecraft this week. <laughs> oh, God, I would touch that for a 10-foot barge ball. Well, I never, I never used to, but um husband's son of boss into it, and uh, it's a lot deeper than I thought. Even though it's all sort of blocky and pixelated, it's uh, quite interesting. <laughs> I do need help with it, though. I tend to die a lot with monsters. Well, if you want to... If you want to know about Minecraft, go speak to um, Drax. She loves her Minecraft. Oh, right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, well, I, I say Robbie and Derek both play it, so... But for that, for the mug. Thank you for the mug. Right, well, thank you very much, everybody in the green room. It's been a, a lovely, uh, <coughs> long show so far. Now, we've, we've had some more guesses, but uh, we've got two more tunes. We've got one more tune, and then we're going to say goodbye to everybody, and there's one tune after we reveal what the theme actually was. Um, yeah, there's, there's, some, there's some guesses here. I think we should give them um, give them one more hint. Uh, Amelia, would you, would you like to introduce the next tune to see whether uh, anybody's got it right? And we'll run upstairs to the, uh, the live room while they're doing that, and then we'll give it all away after it. Okay, so it's time to get away from it all and head back to our island in the sun. Uh, or maybe just the tanning lamp that we thought was a reading light for the scripts. With Weezer. Lave Radio. Transmitting to every corner of the galaxy. And we're back. Right, well, you know, thank you very much, everybody. That, I mean, that was that was a... That was a monolithic script there with lots of stuff in it, and I sort of squeezed 
confusing different voices everywhere and everybody managed it with utter aplomb so congratulations to the entire team for wading through that script this evening and we were just saying we, we got slightly factual at one point on, on top of all the silliness as well so it was a yeah we, it was cut a, a, that oh, out we're not doing it's that a really good show i i blame <laughs> um paolo yeah oh now <laughs> but yes, I mean, obviously, it's been lovely to have uh, Rampage back again to uh, start the first day of his retirement. It's been great to have our representative from Canon Interstellar come and join us. And uh, we still haven't managed to get Outspan and uh, Del Monte onto the show. The, Maybe twist their, arms? Squeeze, twist their arms. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we, we can't necessarily do back-to-back -back Canons, but um, yeah, we, we'd love to have them on board at some point. You have to twist their arms for us. Yeah, I'll see what I can do. And have some more celebrity voices on there, of course. And uh, now it, it is traditional um, for our guests um, to, to uh, get, get a Hutton Orbital radio mug as a prize for providing the content, but I'm pretty sure uh, you, you've kidnapped LCUs, haven't you? Yeah, I, I did pinch it off him. Ah, okay. Well, um, in, in which case, you can just have our, our heartfelt thanks. And, of course, we've got the, uh, the standard radio stalwarts of Flossie, Amelia, and Palantir joining us uh, this evening. Uh, thank you very much, one and all. And um, I promise next week I'm not writing the script. Palantir can do next <laughs> no, week. No, I am, yes. <laughs> well, I haven't done tongue twisters for a while. I've not been too evil on the tongue twisters. There was one headline no, this week. Yeah. Uh, and as usual, uh, Commander Ventura for being legendary on the button pushing and wielding Flossie's pan for her. No problem. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so we had a theme this evening. Um, it took a while for the guesses to start coming through, and we've had a, it's a, a bit of a close thing here. Yeah, we, we did have the... a, a guess that was quite close, but not no, all really, really, really close. Well, they, they they picked one tune mm. and went with that, and so 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 go on then. Give us give us that guess that was mostly right. Yeah. I mean, I I know what the answer was, but should, I tell you what, um, should we go through the items first before we do that? Okay. The no, the, the songs just, just don't read out the last one in advance. No, quite well, yet. like I usually do. So we'll we'll go through and take <laughs> turns. So we'll do the same as we did in the the green room. So I'll start with well the first one, and I'm going to emphasise the word. The first one was balloons by the Foles. Flossie, you're next. And the second one was Journey of the Sorcerer by the Eagles. And the next one was Danube Incident by the Tremolo Beer Gut, and I have no idea which the word, word The word it Danube, is. the word Danube. Danube Incident by the Tremolo Beer Gut. LCU, the next one's you. The one at oh, the beginning. Bit at the beginning. It's just, the second word just, you're emphasising. Just, just say the second word, go on. The second word? Well, say oh, the fourth emphasize one. the second one, yeah. Oh. I have no idea. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, okay, it's in, in my very best pa Paolo voice, it's um, 180 by summer, taking back Sunday. And then Island yeah, that one. in the sun. Weezer. So the guess is, and it's, it's it might be a tie. I don't know because you see the official rules state that we're looking for the exact phrases at the top of the script. Yes, yes, and yeah, but, but, yeah. But I, I, I suppose if somebody guessed this after the first tune, it would be spectacular. 
but would you allow it? I mean, yeah, but then somebody's managed to get all the links in for the individual ones. Yes. Should, we, should we declare a tie this week then? One for being fastest finger first, and the other one for being just being, detailed. Being clever, clever, clever clogs. So we have two clever clogs here. So who are our two clever clogs? Go on there, you, you, you read them out. Okay. okay. Bograt came in with the first guess at Around the World in 80 Days by Jules Verne. And that's pretty darn close. Because the words at the top of the script were Jules Verne. Verne. Yes, because well, the word's the, in there, isn't it? But the, the links are to do with the works of Jules Verne, not just Around the World in 80 Days. So Mr Smarty Pants himself this week, who took it one stage further than the, the bog rat. Oh, yes. Oh, Mr Took of the Falco variety said Jules Verne books. And as we go through, Five Weeks in a Balloon, Journey to the Centre of the Earth, The Danube Pilot, Around the World in 80 Days, and The Mysterious Island. Those all Jules Verne books. Yes. Impressive. So congratulations yes. to both of you. Both of you. I think we're going to declare that one a tie because, yes. Well, because there we're is both... a prize, so who cares? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and nobody predicted what the last one was, but all that remains for us to say is thank you very much for tuning in this evening. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, the team will be back with Mr. Cow uh, next week, 2030 uh, BST, uh, give or take a few minutes here or there, or, with more tunes, case, more banter. 2030 BSE. BBC, yes. <laughs> um, and, the, yes, the, the, the mad psycho cow. And, um, yeah, we'll be back. Uh, Wotherspoon may have found some real news to talk about. Uh, Flossie might have discovered her initiative um, but certainly there will be a show. We'll be talking about lots, and we might even have a guest or two. So thank you very much, everybody. Uh, who would like to announce our, our uh, end-of-the-show song? Mr. Mr. Harry Ballsack, do you have a, a nice link there? Um, we're, we're... All of us need to come together, and it's time to go to bed. And we spend all of our time with electronics, so... In a very clumsy way, I would like to say our next tune and good night is Together in Electric Dreams by the Human League. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the show. Everybody's buggered off now, so why don't you bugger off? Night-night.